Restoring the balance of pro wrestling radio. The Ministry of Slam Radio Show. We are live on the Information Super Highway Glorious Sunday to all. How you doing, Tez? Glorious Sunday um, to you, mate. Glorious Sunday back to you, Law. I'm good, thanks, mate. How's it going? It's going good, but dude. I'm just going good. Ready to talk some wrestling and all sorts of other things. Uh, no, I'm all right. I'm all right. What did I do this weekend? I've done a lot of... Um, I found a little pathway on a push bike that went along the sea that I didn't know about. That five minutes from my house. So was, that was quite glorious. Um... But yes, and I uh, and I, I started watching uh, Strange New Worlds, the Star Trek program. Haven't been up to too okay. much this weekend, so I've got like three manic weekends coming. So we had a chilled out weekend. Um, mm. So I've got two gigs next weekend, and then we're going to Cardiff for, for some wrestling. We have pressed record, viewers. We have pressed record. <laughs> we're ready for that. But how about you? You're a big, you're all on deadline and things like that. Big, big movie executive now and all these sort of stuff. It's unbelievable, Tez. Well, yeah, I mean, we've had some... How have you got time for this show? (laughs) Well, in theory, I'm meant to have even more time than I did before, but, I mean, the the deadline thing makes it sound like I'm doing a lot more than I thought I was going to be doing. But that's another story. Um, Yeah, so Vipco company that I've been running with uh, two other guys, Peter and David, for the last uh, 16 months, 17 months, something like that. Um, We have sold to a company called Bayview, um, who... I mean, they've put my film Devil in the Woods in places like Walmart and Target and all that stuff. So they've got quite a bit of reach. Um, and uh, yeah, they've come in, bought the company, but keeping me and Peter on um, in, I can't remember the title, but in a capacity. Wow. Which in theory, it's meant to give me more time than it did. But so you're like Arn Anderson when WCW got bought out a little bit. They call me the Arn Anderson of the, the low-budget horror distribution company. <laughs> Sounds a lot more exciting than me riding along on a bike finding a little seacoast <laughs> path. Wow. I sound well boring. God. I don't know, man. I get sent some films which I look at and think, why have you sent this to me? Do you actually want to make money or not? But uh, How much money has our movie made where you killed me in it? Um, I'm like, where's my royalty check? I've never been paid. I bought that that shirt and everything. Oh, uh, you need to take that with the director, Peter Goddard. Um, right. I, I'm I'm merely a, a writer and uh, on-screen talent on that. So, what about me? I'm a right on-screen talent and a costume supplier. I've never got any royalties, yeah, but, Tez. Now you're a big uh, yeah, movie exec. I... Goodness me! <laughs> That's when I suddenly disappear from all yeah. social media and content. Get out! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't trust this man. Only joking. It was great fun. <laughs> I let you stab but, me with a knife. You did, yeah, right. a real knife. <laughs> it was brilliant. So it's good, it's good to be here, Tez. Yeah. To talk some more wrestlers. Been a good week for the MWS Network, hasn't it, dude? Uh, uh, the uh, Ministry of Marvel dropped on uh, Friday. Uh, yeah. I did it with my brother, Tez, all the way from the land down under, uh, Gareth. Oh, yeah. It was great to do the show with Gareth. That was really Very cool. cool. Um, and uh, you did Ministry of Horror on Tuesday, and we've been posting up some other videos and stuff. It's been a good, good week for the yeah. MWS Network. I've done a little bit diving deep into the podcast feed. All this time I've been saying, the Ministry of Slam is live on all the podcast networks. Um, it actually wasn't. So thank you to Rick Moran in the chat right now who uh, suggested checking it out. And I did, and it's actually now on. Ministry of Slam is 100% now on Stitcher, Audible, all around the information superhighway, everywhere you can get podcasts. It literally is now, so should help uh, with discovery. Yeah, you can get like Ministry of Slam on Audible, which is quite cool. So and all, the whole network of shows, so I'm quite excited about that. 
But uh, awesome. yeah, it's a good week. And you done a painting Warhammer video uh, today? Well, yesterday posted that, wasn't it? Yeah, I did. So I'd, I'd ordered some little kind of starter kit from the advice of uh, Fran the Cannon in the Discord. So if you're not a member of the Discord, do join because we've got loads of cool uh, stuff going on there. And also, Bericles, um gave some advice as well because yeah, you know, I've got no in- no interest in Warhammer per se, but I'm always looking to try new things. So I thought, why not film a video of it? and uh speed it all up and put some jazzy music on it so that was a lot of fun and um got some good comments on it so um mm. some good constructive criticism you see your growth test in the in the future of um you know uh painting figures yeah, yeah i mean um I, I now know what not to do so yes. it can only get better from there good little trial mate it's a good little trial but yeah that's been good good week good week yeah ne- manic few weeks got two gigs next week and then we're going to cardiff in two weeks and then there's other stuff going on the week after so yeah it's chilled out weekend tonight but doesn't mean we have to be chilled here right here for the ministry of slam test oh, no, we do no, not no, have no, to be no. chilled for the ministry of slam because tonight ladies and gentlemen we will be talking about all the week's wrestling news this week in wrestling history the 211 quiz tez's homework Oh, and our big main feature will be one year of CM Punk in AEW. Has it been good? What's our assignment levels? What does everybody think? Um, but we'll get to that a bit later because it's been one year yesterday CM Punk debuted for AEW. So I thought it'd be interesting to take a look at it to see how many matches he's had. What was our height level going in? And what's our height level coming out? Now, one year later, now he's the champion. I mean, did we think uh, coffee has arrived from Meryl? <laughs> Um, you know, did we did we have thought he would have been champion a year later? So it's a, quite an interesting discussion, I think, with we'd have, and it'd be good to everyone to chime in and join us later on via Zoom to call in via Zoom and let us know what you think about one year of CM Punk in AEW. A lot of backstage stuff going on this week with CM Punk and Hangman Page and shooting on the microphone and dynamite and all that good stuff. But uh, it's it's going to be quite a good discussion. But before that, Tez, we've got a lot of stuff mm-hmm. coming up, and I think it's time because we've got so much to get to to get to the wrestling news. Are you ready? I think I'm ready. Yeah. So let's go. Do it. It is the news. It's the news ten. It's time for the wrestling news. Let's go. Let's go. So first up, exciting news for customers of BT Sport in the UK. BT Sport have announced that Clash at the Castle will air on television in the UK without a pay-per-view charge. Um, BT Sport, WWE's broadcast partner in the UK, has announced the unusual step of airing Clash at the Castle on television without a pay-per-view charge. Uh, BT Sport is a premium service, uh, meaning UK viewers must pay a monthly subscription fee to watch Raw and SmackDown, uh, along with its other offerings. However, WWE fans who do not have the network are normally expected to pay a typical one-off fee of between $14.99 and uh, £19.99 to view premium live events on a dedicated BT Sport box office channel. This has previously included the premium live events in Saudi Arabia, which typically start at around 5pm UK time. Uh, In a Twitter post, BT Sport announced that Clash at the Castle will air on BT Sport 2, which is the home of Raw and SmackDown in the UK. Right. So what does that actually mean? Because I don't have proper television. Uh, I don't pay for I don't want to pay for the TV license. I think it's really bad and don't pay for it. So I decided to um, don't get any TV signals coming in. So what does that actually mean? So it's, is there there's still pay-per-views for Sky, is there? And, or, or BT? Or yeah. Yeah. So like normally, you know, WrestleMania and things like that would be on uh, like it, what it used to be, basically a similar thing to what it used to be back in the day with Sky Sports box office. Right. Where... 
you'd get Raw and SmackDown on your weekly TV as part of your premium sports service. Yes. But the pay-per-views or premium live events would be like 15 quid, 20 quid, 25 quid, whatever. Right. Um, and so that was the same here. But instead of putting it on a box office channel, like with boxing and other, you know, other events, yeah, uh, it's part of the normal sort of TV. So people who have BT Sport will also get this event without having to pay any extra. All right, that's interesting. Yeah. I think so. That's quite. That is quite interesting. I guess they want to. I mean, they, they dad. They even use. I saw the graphic. The uh, advert was posted up. That like they even use a SummerSlam '92 font for it and things like that. Mm. To try and or the old classic SummerSlam font. It makes you think, why did they not just do SummerSlam here? <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, they are building it. to stay. It's now, it is now feeling like a big event. Like, my fear, not fear, but my kind of view for a little while was that, yeah, it's at a huge arena in the UK, but is this going to be an insurrection? Or, you know, one of those pay-per-views doesn't yeah. really... It's not it's not pay, proper pay-per-view. Um, but they do seem to be doing a good build for it. So they are making it feel, I think, on the weekly TV, like this is going to be, you know, a similarly big event. Yeah, I think um, I think it will be a huge event. I don't, I mean, they're, they're, they're tying it back to SummerSlam 92. So it has to, they, you know, they have to have it that level, in theory. They'll try and mm. pers- make us pers- think it's that level. Um, two weeks out, Tez, what's your hype level? 13 days till we go to Cardiff in the Nissan NX from 30 years ago. But that should be a um, YouTube video. I went to SummerSlam. I drove a car <laughs> that was made to SummerSlam 92 year to Cardiff 30 years. I don't know. We'll think about it and do our YouTube face. <laughs> we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll think about it. Um, so my hype level. Um, yeah, I mean, there's not like particular matches so far that I'm like, oh, I can't wait to see that match. Um, I think it is still a hype about meeting members of the MOS um you know, community and yes. and kind of going out, having a day trip. You know, that's always quite exciting, isn't it? <laughs> Getting out of the house. It's quite good. Uh, but yeah, I think I think once we we get to the weekend, then it's going to be like, oh boy, are we going to see so and so smack so and so in the face? So you're not no. so so hyped for the match. It's just more the event and being there in the atmosphere and seeing augmented reality in real life. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean. I'm not try- not like trying to downplay like any of the matches so far, but there hasn't been anything where I've just been like, oh god, I can't wait to see that, you know. And I think that's probably I, I will I will no doubt get on that hype train. Yes, probably you know a few days before. Mm. I, don't, I don't get too hype too long in advance with things. Yes. What about, I, what about you? How hype are you? I'm not so hyped for the matches. I'm just hyped for the vibes and being there, meeting people, uh, stuff that's happening in the day that we'll get to later on. And uh, lots of cool stuff like that. There's going to be lots of good mm. stuff in the daytime before the event. So uh, we've got information where Tez and me will be. So check out the show. And, you know, if you guys want to come meet us, it'd be great to come say hello at that show and just, you know, hang out. And um, also, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to the event. Uh, it's going to be going to be great. So I'm looking forward to meeting yeah. everyone and just doing, having a great day. So uh, and, and like you say, I, I, I'm a little bit concerned about how far away we are, even though the tickets were extortionate uh, and how much we'll be able to see. But of course, there'll be giant screens. So that won't yeah. be too bad, I guess. Um, that's going to be cool, man. It's going to be cool. And I'm, I'm looking forward to one thing I'm looking forward to after the fact is a lot of people who watch this, of course, and watch MOS are from America and uh, around. So that'll also be interesting to see what their interactions will be in, in, in essence, uh, when we post stuff up, see how we get on our, you know, talking about it here on MOS to people uh, about it. I think that'd be quite, it's a manic weekend because all yeah. out's next day. And also what and they're doing NXT World's Club, which we we'll get to in the news. Um, yes. the death, well, MOS should be live. So we need to have a think about that one, Tess. 
Okay, yeah. Um, oh, God, yeah, it's going to be an interesting weekend for yes. sure. Um, next up, so relating to Clash at Castle, uh, Sheamus wins a fatal five-way to earn a title shot at Clash at the Castle. Uh, Sheamus was victorious in a match that included Ricochet, Happy Corbin, Madcap Moss, and Sami Zayn. The match went over 22 minutes with a heated crowd at Montreal's Bell Centre yeah. that was solidly behind Zayn. I mean, yeah, that was cool. That was really cool. That was cool. Um, after Zayn was taken out of the match, teasing a shoulder injury, he returned to a giant reception. After landing the halluva kick onto Ricochet, Corbin yanked him out of the ring and ran his injured shoulder into the post. Sheamus won the match after hitting Corbin with a bro kick. Sheamus will receive a shot at the Intercontinental Championship at Clash at the, Clash at the Castle when he faces Daring General Gunter. That's going to be a badass match, Tez. Yeah. And that, I, I, what an interesting atmosphere as well, I feel. You know, Celtic. Wales is Celtic, isn't it? Or must you be? No. Uh, it's more Ireland, I suppose. Is Celtic. Oh, see, okay. I don't really know a lot about Welsh history. But I guess I guess the Welsh could get behind Seth Sheamus a little bit. And Gunter, I guess. Is, oh, goodness. And he's... I don't know. It's interesting, isn't it? I, mean, I like the fact that we're having an event like like this on SmackDown. I mean, again, the the last few WWE shows have all been really, really good. Um, and what they're doing with the Intercontinental title and also, you know, US title, but the Intercontinental title, it's been a while since we've had a really heated event where people are vying for an opportunity mm. at the IC belt. Oh, totally. And well, this is this is this is for me the best thing since this this Triple H takeover thing is the fact that the mid level titles are getting pushed, and it just yeah. gives you a little bit more quality of TV program within the the five hours of WWE TV main main roster TV. You know, you, I don't know why they did haven't done it for like ten years. It's quite ridiculous. They had five hours of TV to fill up for like. 10 years or something like that and they have not <laughs> they've not ever really pushed the the situation or, or like having these mid-level titles could have been easily took up so much tv and been in quite an interesting story look at your your homework as an example of a mid-level title being pushed in a way yeah. i mean it's quite good yeah yeah, yeah i mean it, it, it it's cool i mean for a while um we've kind of just had this thing where these sort of belts probably don't you know didn't get featured on no. pay-per-views and it would just be oh Jobber from the back has got a title match this week that they've not earned out of nowhere. Yeah. Um. And it, it just a match feels much more when the title shot has been earned or they're let's say number two in the ranking, whatever yeah. it is. Um. But yeah, no, I'm I'm hyped for that match. I think. Oh, it'd be good. It'd be yeah. Let's go. I mean, what's it? So it starts at seven UK time. I reckon we finish about ten. Yeah, probably. Probably. Check oh, Tez. I know some excellent service stations we can go to on the way home. It's gonna be get ready, get ready for the service. You remember all these many years of traveling around the UK touring in a in a rock band. I know all the good service stations. Tez, you know all the service we're gonna go to all, and if we need a piss, all of a sudden I'll be like, Tess, don't you worry. There's one coming up in five minutes, mate. You'll be fine. <laughs> you hold that pee in, mate. You don't have to go to the bush. It's gonna, be, it's gonna be glorious. Don't you? And then we get to watch wrestling. <laughs> I I can't wait. I can't now. Now I feel a bit more at ease. That I've my done that drive many are... times, Tez, through the Cardiff. It's great. I literally go through where you live, Shaftesbury. I literally go right through it. Mate. You'll be completely fine. It's going to be glorious, mate. It's going to be glorious. That's awesome. really good. I can't wait. It's going to be a good day, wait. isn't it? It's going to be good. Yeah. It's and have be you ever good. been I'm in a Nissan NX100? I mean, I'm. 
I worked in the motor industry for a number of years, but I still don't know what that is. Yeah. I don't know anything get about cars. Get ready for the speed. You were like two when it came out. So get ready. It's going to be great. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> um, next up in the news, Trish Stratus is due to appear on Raw in Toronto. Uh, dur- during an ad on Friday Night Smackdown, it was announced that the WWE Hall of Famer is set to appear on the show from the Sco- Scotiabank Scotiabank Arena. Uh, this will follow a pair of appearances this weekend at the NXT live events in Kingston and London, Ontario for Stratus. Uh, Raw is set to feature a match between Edge and Damian Priest and Edge's first match on Raw in Toronto since May 2010. Well, I still did see on the house show last night, Trish came out and got in the ring with uh, uh, Bailey and Bailey's group. So um, that's going to be, I guess that would be the same thing for Raw. Maybe they're practicing at the house show event, I feel. So um, probably have some form of interaction. Like Bailey be ragging on the Toronto crowd. Trish would come out to a huge pop and then do a, what did she do? That spinny, what was that move she did? She done the Matrix thing, didn't she? Yeah. Um... I keep getting her move set mixed up with Mickey James because Mickey James did the Mick kick. Trish Stratus didn't. Did it? Did, she didn't. She did another kick. Lufez press and stuff. But it'd be cool seeing Trish Stratus yeah. back. The She's good. Kick, David the chick kick. Says. Oh, Sefi. Sefi, are you going to Cardiff? That's David Walker. Oh, okay. Um, Sefi. Yeah. So I mean, that's that's going to be interesting to see what happens. Um, you, and you know me, any sort of Bailey segment uh, always has my attention. What about, what about <laughs> for you with Trish Stratus? Oh, yeah. So Trish Stratus was, um, you know, w- when you're growing up <laughs> and uh, you see Trish Stratus on TV. Um, <laughs> mo- moving on. <laughs> moving on. Vince McMahon. Oh, he's back in the news. Donated $5 million in unrecorded company expenses to Donald Trump's charity. Ooh. Uh, the Wall Street Journal pushed out a new report concerning WWE and Vince McMahon. It is noted in the article that $5 million was donated to Donald Trump's charity in 2007 and 2009. That money is part of the $19.6 million that McMahon did not record. Those familiar with the board investigation relayed that the donations were made to the now-dissolved foundation in the years that Trump appeared for WWE. An attorney for the WWE said the payments to Trump should have been recorded as business expenses because McMahon was a principal shareholder and the payments helped the company. The attorney declined to explain why those payments benefited WWE. Um, For WrestleMania 23, Trump directed McMahon to donate $4 million to his charity. Trump's associates... That's a lot of money. I mean, it's quite a chunk of change, isn't it? Hmm. Uh, Trump's associates reviewed that contract for WrestleMania and under no circumstances was Trump going to have his head shaved, with the article noting that it wouldn't happen if Mr. Trump's wrestler dropped dead in the ring, in reference to Bobby Lashley. The foundation's tax returns read that the $5 million came from WWE, but in the security filings earlier this month it was noted that the payments came from Vince McMahon personally. Uh, it seems very dodgy, Tez. All these weird payments, and surely these companies should be run, you know, without any situations like this. Like, oh, this payment came from here, this payment came from there. There should be records of payments. I mean, you know, if the tax man's fussing about, you know, five pounds of petrol I put in to my car one day, you know, why are they not? Oh, why is this taking all these years to come out? Five million of undisclosed payments to Donald Trump's charity. First off, Where's the money from? Where's the tax record on Donald Trump's? I guess it's tax free, isn't it? If it's going to a charity. Where's the records of all this paperwork? Makes you wonder 
where all this up where's some other money has gone under the table with all these companies unbelievable oh it happens all the time unfortunately it does it does um, dodgy dodgy dealings hey dude um, enjoy your holiday gruff mm. um, WWE reports 49.1 million dollars in net income from Q2 um WWE released its second quarter earnings report, which was delayed after the discovery of numerous unrecorded expenses by Vince McMahon. The April through June period saw WWE post a net income of 49... I'm not going to read out the whole number. $49 million um, of revenue of uh, $328 million and listed quarterly um, OIBDA, which is the American version of um, EBITDA in the UK, um, at $91.5 million for the quarter. Uh, there were sizable increases over the same quarter in 2021 that had a net income of $29.2 million off revenues of $265.5 million. Uh, the quarter included the two-night WrestleMania 38 cards from the AT&T Stadium and featured a full quarter of touring with fans in attendance compared with last year during the pandemic, where WrestleMania was the only ticketed show of the quarter. That's ridiculous amount of money, Tez. I mean, yeah, it's it's good going. It's good going. I mean, it, it, uh, it's tough to kind of because you don't really know like what the kind of comparisons are to like non-pandemic period if it's a good year or a yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's all just kind of numbers, really. They're it's a load of numbers. It's crazy money. Though. Forty-nine million in a three months. Yeah. And, you know, I think the thing is you have to think their storylines were. I mean, that's, I know that includes WrestleMania, but. That, you know the storylines weren't great were they really and but they, they, they actually were imp- they were actually improving the tv a little bit through that period of time but you never know what what could happen if this triple h vibe that seems to be in the wrestling community of all oh, the shows are improving and you know everyone's getting more excited about wb again you know mm. could that could we see a turnover in more profit like you know for instance people like us we wouldn't necessarily buy we merch anymore too too much do you know what i mean but maybe I mean, if I you still get, wouldn't, but but maybe oh, just an example. Have you seen the design of their t-shirts? I know, they to are like terrible. It's just an example, though. You know how you might see yeah, like yeah. a, a oh, I really like that AEW shirt. This guy, you might buy it. You know, do you know what I mean? There might be that with WWE. You never. Oh, that's just an example of merch. But yeah, if you're getting more invested in the programming because the storylines are better and things like that, you're more likely to the consumer is more in, in t- likely to spend money on WWE. So it'd be very interesting to see in a year where the money and their quarterly earnings will be after that period of time. I feel if the vibe of the wrestling community is true, that WWE is getting better, will there be more profit? Yeah, I mean, I guess it'll come down to kind of just, not just like live attendance, but whenever the TV contracts are up for renewal and, uh, you know, how much of that is any sort of Saudi payments, because I guess they probably don't get them. One more in October, haven't they? you know, got released yeah. over a, a period. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, the buzz around the company seems to be good at the moment, which, uh, you know, long may that continue. Totally. Good entertainment is, totally. Uh, is what we want. Um, there are some earnings cool notes from the uh, from the recent uh, discussion on the, uh, the income. Uh, the company believes Clash at the Castle will be a very profitable show with the note that a uh, subsidy was paid to WWE to host the event in Cardiff. Now, I wonder who paid, paid that? Cardiff? Well, I'd heard, I'd heard some news thing. WWE are now charging venues to book them, which I think is a very cool move because it's no longer like 
hey, can we book your venue to put on a show? It's like, you you want us to be, you know, we could go across the road to this other arena, but if you want us at your arena, yeah, give us some money, which is a very astute move. And it's very interesting, um, a bit like when they do the like World Cup and things like that, football. And, mm, oh, interesting. I guess it's probably yeah, Cardiff Council. <laughs> Maybe they've got some extra cheddar from all Shame the... Shame uh, Shaftesbury didn't have it, mate. I yeah, mean, well... Sh- I heard, uh, were, I heard Shaftesbury were bidding, Tess. Maybe they tried to do a, a joint bid with Gillingham, but just Cardiff <laughs> outbid them. Yeah, the local football uh, football grounds wasn't deemed quite adequate enough to oh. host her. Oh dear, Tess. Oh dear. Wimborne Town were nearly in there as well. But oh, what Cardiff got it? <laughs> WE coming to Wimborne. <laughs> coming to a small village near you. <laughs> Um, they they trumpeted the success of the first day of ticket sales for WrestleMania 39 next April, noting that over 90,000 tickets Ooh. were sold within the first 24 hours and are near 80% capacity with both shows tracking to sell out the SoFi Stadium. That's mental. Literally, like, was it eight months away? Yeah, eight that's months insane. away. That that's a insane. lot. 90,000 tickets sold. That is. That's love for a double night. That, that will sell out. Oh, let's go to LA, Tez. Let's do it. Uh, later in the call, McMahon Levesque um, was asked about her leave of absence, which she noted was to spend time with her family, but only lasted about three weeks. She stated she was not forced into the role of co-CEO, but rather she offered to take the position. Regarding a potential sell, she just noted that Vince McMahon was still the largest controlling shareholder and their job is to maximize va- maximize value for their shareholders. Hmm. Well, I think that's just saving face a little bit there. But basically what the story is, is that WWE are making a lot of money again. Yeah. Uh, they'll oh, yeah. just forever make money, I feel. Yeah, they're, they're a money-making juggernaut. They are. Um, next up, we've got some interesting news, but it's also it's kind of connecting to the next part, which is uh, sad news. But we'll go with the interesting one first. WWE to launch NXT Europe. World's Collide event has been confirmed for September 4th. It's been confirmed by WWE via a Fox News article that the company is launching NXT Europe in 2023. Per the company, NXT Europe will reimagine the brand and talent pipeline. NXT UK is going to go on hiatus for a few months. The brand's talents will be represented at a World's Collide event on uh, September 4th featuring NXT 2.0 talent as well. At NXT Heatwave, Tyler Bate, Gallus, and Blair Davenport all appeared on the program. Shawn Michaels told Fox News Digital that the final NXT UK event will be Worlds Collide. When asked what will happen to the talent and staff, Michaels said the following. So some of it, like everything with the WWE and NXT, that pipeline is always fluid. It's going to be one of those situations where we're going to have a lot of representation going into Worlds Collide. It's what NXT has always been, and that is to be a pipeline for the WWE in support of Raw and SmackDown. That process is going to continue. We're going to use the NXT, we're going to use the UK talent that we can to go into Worlds Collide and keep that representation out there for as long as we can. And as we move things over here in the process, we'll make all those decisions in 2023 about who's a part of NXT Europe and who continues to stay here in NXT in hopes of getting a main roster call up. Hmm. What do you think about that then, Tez? I know some, I know Rick's gutted, who, uh, and Fran the Cannon in chat's gutted, and a few other members of the MS community are gutted about it. Uh, what about you? Um, so I've 
I've tried a couple of times to watch NXT UK in the last year. Yeah. Um, and they've not been with any consistency in my viewing. So not not the program consistency, but for me, I haven't gone right. Let's start watching this week to week. So I haven't adjusted to like the the setups, you know, in the BT studio when they. I saw it once when they had like no audience and just audience oh, sounds, which I thought was like. I get it, you can't just have silence, but I always found it a bit jarring when there's an empty room and you can hear... Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, they, um, they do pipe in crowd quite a bit on WTV anyway, <laughs> quite often. Well, well, yeah, but you can kind of ignore that when you can see people yeah, yeah, there yeah. as opposed to just like, who's making all this noise? Um, <laughs> but then watching it, I think, uh, a couple of months back, and so I, I don't have the connection with, with the show, so I don't obviously feel quite the same. Um, it's never nice when people lose their jobs, which we'll we'll get to shortly, um, but it's interesting what he said here because Michaels is basically it's reiterating that NXT it's not like NXT Black and Gold where it was kind of its own its own brand you know it yeah. is a developmental pipeline um, and NXT Europe I guess it makes sense because then you're not restricting yourself to just I mean NXT UK did have European talent in it anyway but this it it sounds a bit bigger doesn't it uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, it's it's part of the bit near the end where it's talking about making the the decisions in 2023 about who continues to stay, uh, who can who's going to be a part of NXT Europe and who continues to stay here in NXT in hopes of getting main roster call ups. That to me says a portion of NXT people will be splitting off, which to go could to be Europe. cool. And you know what yeah. I'm excited about? One of the things I love about wrestling is when it's in different settings. And, you know, let's say the BT Sports Studio weren't, weren't, weren't great. But imagine this now, going around to all these countries that have been starved of live WWE. Mm. And if they hype it up and, you know, one week, you know, a couple of tapings are in Italy and then they move it down to Paris and then, you know, they move it you know, to Estonia or anywhere, yeah. anywhere, anywhere. They could do WWE anywhere, in, in theory, in these small little arenas and the crowds be hyped. Maybe. Maybe I'm just living in the pipe dream world and the TV mm-hmm. production costs of doing that would be ridiculous. But... That could be really cool. Like once or once a month, they set up shop and they record a little tape load of stuff and they do it in like you know, you like Italy, yeah, like I said, like Italy or somewhere like that. I think that'd be brilliant. You know, if, yeah. if if football teams can fly over and do like a football match, you know, on a Wednesday for Champions League and back to Liverpool to play a Premier League and back across the week after for another thing, you know, WWE can easily afford to do that and set up shop and record some TV in different countries, can't they? And bank a load of footage because having WWE in a different country and and TV you know filmed it in italy with a pumped up crowd or paris or anywhere like that could be really good i think that'd be really quite interesting tv to watch i'd I'd very much like to see that different crowds and maybe they'll get a homegrown star from a a french guy or an italian guy and the crowd will pump for him i think it'd be really cool you know that's what makes wrestling isn't it the great crowd responses and the great crowd vibes i'm quite excited about the idea of it more so than the uk even though i live here well that's it yeah i mean um yeah, I'd have liked to have got into NXT UK, but it just uh, there's the for me, I was already watching more than enough in my eyes wrestling. You know, <laughs> more than one shows and more than enough for yeah. me. Um, and uh, yeah, so it's it's an exciting time for a new show and a broader sort of spectrum in terms of I guess like like you say locations. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that has come with some sad news, and there's been quite a. Uh, uh, an axing um, on the NXT Massive. UK roster. So. Very surprising one. Trent Seven, other and other U- NXT UK wrestlers have been moved to the WWE.com alumni section. 
Uh, amid a day of change for WWE's presence in Europe, more WWE NXT UK wrestlers have been moved to the alumni section of WWE.com, with some confirming their release. Uh, PWInsider.com first listed several of the names that include Trent Seven, Zy Brookside, and several others. Um, Brookside, Sam Gradwell, and Kenny Williams all confirmed their releases on social media. So here's the list that have been confirmed via socials. So Sam Gradwell, Kenny Williams, Zaya Brookside, Mark Andrews, Wild Boar, Primate, Flash Morgan Webster. Um, here's the rest of the list, some of which have tweeted farewells whilst others have yet to say anything. A big list, man. Um, and the unfortunate thing is as well, there's quite a lot of people I just... For me, I've not heard yeah, of because yeah. I don't watch the product. But there's some standout names here, of course, as well. Uh, Amir Jordan, Danny Luna, Dave Mastiff, uh, Amelia McKenzie, Nina Samuels, uh, Rohan Raja, Shah Samuels, who is quite cool, I'll give him that, Sid Scala, Trent Seven, Ashton Smith, Jack Stars, T-Bone, T.O. Man, Amale Eddie Dennis and Saxton Huxley. It's a great name. I like that name, Saxton Huxley. <laughs> <laughs> it does very much sound like a creator wrestler sort of. Uh, it does. <laughs> backstage MP- NPC sort of name. Yeah, on, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, um, that's a yeah. shame. But they could always get signed back up. Look what happened to um, Carrying Cross. You know, once they get this NXT, they might be there. You know, they probably got. If they do have a ninety day in NXT or maybe it's thirty day, you know, NXT Europe comes in, they could get re-signed. They'll need to fill up that roster a bit, won't they? Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it might just be a case of layer like that. Like, we don't have spots for you in NXT at the moment, um, you know, because I imagine that we we know that there's been a few that have already headed mm. across. And I think there's names which haven't been announced yet that haven't appeared um, who, uh, I mean, again, I'm not, I'm not up to date, but Rampage, Rampage Brown, I haven't yeah, seen yeah. his name. So maybe we can expect him in NXT. Um, and yeah, comes around to 2023. I imagine we'll see quite a few of these hopefully sign back up, uh, if not doing other things uh, elsewhere. Do you think this could be the return of the European title? Just give them the European title. That should be it. Don't call it NXT European title. Just European title. And that's the champion. That'd be so cool. I'm getting, that would be cool. I'm but getting I mean, excited I've... about this NXT Europe. <laughs> that, that that would be cool. But I mean, has uh, so again, I like, well, like we know, started watching late 99. So the European title has always been a bit like for me, like a step above the 24-7 title because of how it was presented when I was watching it. It was like yeah, well, cruiserweight sort of title, that sort of or level. Or maybe make the belt design the same. Come on, come on, guys. Get well, on that. Yeah, be great. We, we know that they can make something seem prestigious, you know, yes. or make, make a title feel... The history feel of like the European title or the great European yeah. wrestlers, Shane McMahon, Triple H. D'Lo Brown. D'Lo Brown, yeah. All these great Europeans held this title. And now they've... park <laughs> And we're pleased to announce it's back. Billy Adult Gunn. Adult film star, X-Pac. Yeah. Billy Gunn. <laughs> the one, Billy Gunn. Yeah, it'd be great. I can't wait. Um, so that, that, they should definitely do that. It'd be really good. Um, but that man, it's, it's sad, but maybe in a way it would get more viewers and more people hyped to watch it. It could be you know, one step forward, two steps back, or one step back, two steps forward for this. Maybe taking it down for a few months, bring it back as NXT Europe, and put a live show on in Europe. You know, every... Oh, they're in Paris this month for all the NXT tapings. Mm. And then on oh, next month, they're in Italy. Or then they're back to London. And maybe they'll make it a live tour in brands. Because that would be a hot ticket. People would definitely go and see that. Definitely. Oh, yeah. It'd be cool. Definitely. And then if, if uh, Triple H is in charge of NXT again as well, 
easily could get quite exciting. And then let's stick a Bobby Roode down there if, if you know, can then could that Canadian win the European title? Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Will it have more prestige than the All Atlantic Championship, which we never see anything of anymore? Which we never, we, we never see anything. Yeah. No, it's, it's um, the same. Oh, no, he will be on for that trios tournament soon, won't he? Yeah, the the champion representing in the a, FTW in a belt is getting more more shine than the All Atlantic Championship, I think, in AEW it, right now. It's almost as if having too many titles on two hours or three hours total TV isn't a good thing. I don't know. Just it's ring out. Like He's a pioneer. Tony Khan is a pioneer, as they said when they wore that title out test. Pioneer. <laughs> it's great. I can't wait. It was so good to be talking about wrestling. What a great, what a great <laughs> few weeks of wrestling we've got to get to get to, guys. It's be brilliant. But Tez, was that the news? I, well, yeah, that was that was the news, basically. Let's do it. That was the news. That was the news. Then. That was the wrestling news. <laughs> that was the news, Tez. Right, Tez, it's time for Meryl Mania. And this week, if you guys are new here, we have Meryl, my partner. She comes into the show, looks at a picture of a wrestler, and tells us what she thinks they look like. And tonight, we've got a very special wrestler. I'm not sure if we've done him before, but Meryl is going to look at this wrestler and tell us what she thinks. Hello, Meryl. How are you doing? Hello. Did you hear Tez is a big film executive now? Selling is, you know, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> wow, that's good, Tez. Thanks very much. Yeah, it's very good. It's very good. But, Tez, talking about uh, Meryl, talking about film executives. This is yeah. Randy Orton. He isn't one. He's a wrestler. <laughs> And here we go. Uh, uh, oh. what, do, what do you think Randy Orton looks like, Meryl? We've done Randy Orton many years ago. Oh, what, has, he, has he aged much? And what do you um, look like now? No, I don't think he has. And I still think the exact same thing. It, this is very strong with him. And I know in an instant, he looks exactly like spaghetti hoops. Brilliant. <laughs> what do you, yeah. I, I completely say it. What do you think, Tez? Whether he looks like spaghetti hoops. <laughs> Um, I mean, my powers seem to have waned completely. I, I can't see it at all. Unbelievable. I can't, I can't believe you don't know that. Yeah, again, Tez, your powers, you can't see this amazing in-depth wrestling analysis. You failed us, Tez. You failed. Oh, God. I'm sorry. <laughs> right. Thank you, Meryl. Thank you. Thanks. There you it's go. a fact. It's a fact. <laughs> you can't go against it, Tez. What's the chat room said? Tez says, I plug my cable back in. Uh, Baby Eye says that he looks like an Oscar statue. An Oscar statue? Oh, yeah. I suppose he does. <laughs> so is that saying that he looks like Goldust? Because wasn't that Goldust's whole thing? Um, maybe maybe Randy Orton could come back as, as a new version of Goldust. Ooh, that would be something. I need to get a new cable uh, for my thing. It's breaking. So guys, I told you, oh, of which dear. if you are new here or if you are a big supporter of the MOS Network, please do check out the MOS Network memberships we've got here for just £1 a week. Well, there's for £2, you can get the cool MOS emoji, but for £1 a week, you can get all the cool stuff and you unlock Ministry of Marvel. It will very much help out the MOS Network. And if you are listening on podcasts as well, Ministry of Marvel will be out on a sort of subscription basis for, uh, for podcasts. So if you do not get to watch live, you can check it out on Spotify and Apple as a sort of subscription uh, thing. I think that's going out. It's already live on Spotify. And then Apple, uh, I'm waiting for them to okay everything there. But that'd be quite cool. So if you only watch on or listen on audio, you can get become part of the MOS memberships uh, via audio, the audio version. So please do check out the memberships, guys. It very much helps us out. We really appreciate all the members we've got here on the MOS network community. Uh, it really helps with all the running costs and the growth of the MOS network. So uh, please do go check that out, guys. It's the join button that's just underneath this player. So uh, speaking of which, Tez, is it time to go for an advert? 
I think it's time for an ass. Yeah. I think it is. So uh, let's go. And then when we come back, we'll be back with Tez's homework. But before that, we'll have news on where we'll be for Wales in Cardiff during the day. So uh, here we go, Tez. It's time for the advert. We'll be back after this. After these messages, we'll be right back. Coming up this week on the MOS Network. First off, if you're watching this live stream, please remember to hit the like and subscribe. It will very much help out the MOS Network YouTube channel. Get us into that YouTube algorithm and we very much appreciate it. Talking about YouTube, we have the YouTube memberships open. So please do go check that out. Hit the join button. See what awesome bonuses content you can get, including the MOS emojis, including Ministry of Marvel, including picking a show for Tesla me to review. Loads of great stuff and you'll be helping support the MOS Network. If you want to get Ministry of Marvel, it's just £1 a week, which will help out Ministry of Slam, Ministry of Marvel, Ministry of Horror, Attorney is the whole MOS Network. So please go and check out the memberships here on YouTube, ladies and gentlemen. It will be a great help and it will help us grow the MOS Network across all of the information super highway. The Ministry of Slam podcast feed goes live on Monday morning across all of the podcast networks all around the world. Check it out on Apple, Spotify, Audible. Check out Audible. Stitcher, every single place you can get podcasts in Ministry of Slam and the MOS Network podcast feed will be there. On Tuesday, Tez is back with Ministry of Horror. Come and check it out on the YouTube channel at 8 p.m. UK, 3 p.m. Eastern. Tez will be talking about all the creepy, cool, and slimy things across all of the information superhighway and all of the horror universe. Come and check out Ministry of Horror with Tez. Ministry of Horror will be into the podcast feed on Wednesday morning. Check it out again across all the podcast feeds, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon, Google Podcasts, everywhere you can get podcasts. It's there. I've done some research this week and checked out where the MOS Network podcast feed is going. And I made sure the podcast feed is going to every single podcast network. You can get podcasts. So go and check it out. Give it five stars. Help the MOS Network grow. Thank you very much for every one of you being here this week, guys. We really appreciate it. Thank you for the podcast listeners. And please do check out the YouTube channel. Loads of great stuff there, including gaming streams. Tez and me often drop live on the YouTube channel. Come and check us out. Come and say hello. It'd be great to see you guys. Thank you very much for being here, guys. Much love. Positive vibes to you all. Wrestling wins. Boom. Brett the Hitman Hart, and I just want all my fans over in the UK to know that I can't wait to get over to Cardiff, Wales for the WrestleFest UK. It's going to be a European exclusive appearance, and it's going to be September 3rd, and I can't wait to be there. Tickets are on sale now. Well, well, well. Cardiff, Wales. It's about time. WrestleFest 2022, September 3rd. The Mountie is coming to make some law and order happen a little bit around there. And remember one thing. When you come and see me, the Mountie always gets his man. Hey guys, it's the National Treasure Nick Holders here, and I wanted to tell you how excited I am about coming to WrestleFest at the Prism in Cardiff on September the 3rd. Uh, I'm going to be there along with the Misses, the great Mickey James, uh, a host of other stars from pro wrestling, and of course, the man himself, the Gypsy King, Tyson Fury. Uh, it's going to be a great day. Uh, we're going to be doing photo ops and autographs and uh, Q&As and all kinds of good stuff. Uh, it's a great crew of guys who have put this together. I cannot wait to be there. cannot wait to be back in Cardiff. It's been many years since I've, uh, I've seen the fans in Cardiff. Can't wait.
WrestleFest, September the 3rd, in Cardiff. Ministry of Slam Radio Show. So Tez, in two weeks time we are going to Cardiff to watch Clash at the Castle and we were wondering what are we going to do in the daytime before Clash at the Castle Tez, I was like what are we going to do, what are we going to do, uh, where can we go, where can we meet people, wow. so what are we going to do, like you know two YouTubers walking around Cardiff doing YouTuber things. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever that taking, is. taking pictures for thumbnails like yeah. oh, you'll never guess what we yeah. saw in Cardiff yeah yeah so I thought to myself well there's a really cool event going on called WrestleFest at Prism in Cardiff and it's uh, on there with, and you can meet loads of cool wrestlers and we do a wrestling show and I was like we should definitely go to this show so guys Tez and me are going to WrestleFest 2022 at Prism at Greyfriars Road Cardiff uh the day of clash at the castle so if any of you guys which i know a lot of the listeners are a lot of the podcast listeners a lot of the live listeners are going to uh cardiff for clash at the castle we thought we'll go there i think the show finishes at four o'clock so yeah so and then uh, clash at the castle starts at um seven so you've got plenty of time to get from um wrestlefest to clash at the castle so guys go and get some tickets for this awesome event as you saw in that little thing we played for you you've got bret hart there you've got the mountie you've got Tennille dashwood you've got nick Aldis and mickey james you've got tyson fury is there as well loads of great wrestlers from the history of wrestling it's going to be awesome summer ray you know bret hart as well i mean bret hart an absolute legend especially a legend here in the uk especially of like 30 years after SummerSlam. And there's lots of meet and greets you can do. There'll be lots of uh, uh, question and answer opportunities, photo opportunities. And uh, if you guys want some information for that, go check out uh, the WrestleFest UK Twitter. Just search at UK WrestleFest. Or there are tickets up on Eventbrite. You can go to eventbrite.co.uk forward slash WrestleFest 2022. I'm sure you'll find it there. And just search it out, guys. It's a great wrestling event. Great place to meet lots of other wrestling fans from all over the wrestling community here on this great weekend we've got for um for Clash of the Castle and WrestleFest. And, and we're, we're happy that we're going to be part of that and going to that show and meeting some people. And it's going to be good. So if you're going, please let us know. And uh, we will definitely come and say hello and have a, share some biscuits with you guys and things like that. It'd be good to meet some oh, people yeah. there, Tess, won't it? I'll bring some digestives. Share some of those out. Digestives will be good. And uh, yeah. maybe we can go and meet some wrestlers and see if they want any digestive biscuits. But it's going to be cool, man. I'm looking forward to meeting the MOS community and going to this big show here. But yeah, so Prism in Cardiff. It starts at 11, mm. 11 o'clock in the morning. goes on till 4. It's got five hours of, of meeting wrestlers. Probably loads of wrestling merch there. It's going to be really cool. So yeah, to so check out www.wrestlefest.eventbrite.co.uk to go and get your tickets for this event uh lots of uh different opportunities lots of different tiers of tickets that you guys can get that will get you to meet wrestlers get photo opportunities questions and answers uh so cal Val is hosting a lot of the uh the, the events it's gonna be really really cool dude i think i've been making yeah, the, the clash at the castle debut even better and it's it's really quite cool that uh, wrestlefest is taking place um so yeah and i'm, I'm and really if, happy uh, to go if summer ray comes out on stage with her old wwe music uh, that that'll make the weekend for me because that's a banger. 
so that's that's you know i mean every, everything on there is cool but some raised music that'll be the chef's kiss okay oh so barely says clash at the castle starts at 5 30 but i'm sure you've got plenty of time to go to the event get to both events because yeah. i mean cardiff isn't cardiff isn't actually that big when you're in main main line uh middle of cardiff so uh i'm looking forward to that it's gonna be great so check it out uh we'll have to tell people after you know rest of us look we've only got an hour and a half we can't sign any more autographs yes guys. yes i know we're, we're famous partners youtubers now we've got to get, we've but, got to get um... yeah one last time guys on the podcast well check out www.wrestlefest.eventbrite.co.uk go and get your tickets for wrestlefest coming up in two weeks the day of clash at the castle it's going to be a great chance to meet wrestlers get photos of wrestlers buy loads of wrestling merch loads of wrestling swag get in a great wrestling vibe for Clash at the Castle, that will be happening just a few hours after WrestleFest. I mean, the whole weekend is going to be a WrestleFest, but this is the core of WrestleFest here uh, at Prism in Cardiff, guys. Go Ooh, check yes. it out and, uh, you know, touch base with us guys anyway, the AMIS community, and we can arrange meeting you guys there. It'd be really, really awesome. Uh, so uh, it's going to be great. So, uh, Tez, what have we got mm. coming up now? Oh, what have we got coming up now? It's time for your homework, mate. Let's do it. Oh, my goodness. is Tez and he's here to say he likes to watch wrestling in his own kind of way if you like wrestling and you don't care Tez's homework is on the air Tez's homework so what Tez, is Tez we've got it's time for your uh, Tez's homework and uh, what do we have for your homework this week mate what was it uh, it was WCW Clash of Champions 94, and it was uh, stunning Steve Austin defending the United States Championship uh, against uh, Richard Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Yes. What did you think of it? I thought it was a cool match myself, but what did you think? Um, I thought it was all right. Lots of focus <laughs> on Hulk Hogan going to hospital. Yeah, that, that I did think was a little unfair on the guys in the ring. Um, you know, when they said, oh, it sounds like his career's over. Like, well, I'm pretty sure it's not. Um, but, and so I don't know the context of all that stuff going on. And I also didn't really understand the context where at one point, Rick, uh, Richie, um, Ricky Dragon Steamboat was thrown on almost outside the ring. And they were saying if he dropped out, then there'd be a disqualification. So well, they, the used to, they used to have, I think the story was at the start of the match was that if Austin done got disqualified uh ricky steamboat would win would win the belt uh the thing is in wcw at the time they had the um throw over the top rope would be a disqualification um rule which was a bit silly i think yeah um i mean my my only exposure to this of uh ricky steamboat prior to this match was his couple of appearances in wwe against chris jericho um, as a much older man and i did think they were excellent not just for his age at the yes. time but also thinking yeah he was well he was basically carrying the the trio team at, at wrestlemania and then had a singles match following up with it with jericho good stuff uh the match yeah it was fine i mean my interest here was because i'd always heard our strong cold had to change his style after the neck injury and become more of a brawler i'll be honest didn't see much different here in yes. Stone Cold's wrestling style. I mean, he probably took more bigger bumps. Like there was that kind of, was it like a, not Frankensteiner, but like a drop, drop down from quite high. I yeah, say, yeah, yeah. I suppose. 
So I saw a bit more bumps in that regard, but I didn't necessarily notice a, a, a huge amount of change in style. Um, I found it weird that um, there's two things I noticed with this: is there's but one where Austin's on the corner and Ricky the Dragon Steamboat done done a chop. First off, mm. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat's chops are badass. But he done a chop, chopped out Austin's legs, and Austin fell down on on his uh, bits. And then the whole crowd is just going, yeah, just cheering mad. That's when wrestling was simple. None of these crazy flips. It's just a simple move of a guy just falling down onto. <laughs> crowd goes mental. Brilliant, Ted. I thought that was really, really brilliant. That was um, for that sort of uh, for the simple simplicity. I also found it very weird of semi looking like Stone Cold Steve Austin, Steve Austin, and Bobby the Brain Heenan commentating on the match or doing color. <laughs> that was really weird. It just like two worlds did not gel together there. I found uh... that. I found that a bit weird. And of course, the whole story is literally about Hulk Hogan. Will he, when he, how is he doing at hospital? Uh, yeah. And will he make it back? And I like that during the match, which we've just heard from Sting. And Sting is at a kid children's charity event. And, and, and he's chartered a plane to fly here and take out Ric Flair for, and defend Hulk Hogan's honor. Brilliant. I thought that was really cool. Um, but <laughs> I liked WCW for this period of time, Tez. I know you're not, not a massive fan of it, but I liked it, dude. I thought it was quite good. Uh, and interestingly as well Austin wearing Dragon Slayer on his black pants and of course that yeah, was Daniel Garcia this cool. week yeah yeah that was, that was pretty uh, pretty poignant um, yeah, all tied together really and that US title belt was quite cool actually I like that one better than the one that we have got at the moment I think it was yeah. one of belt was a belt <laughs> yeah I mean it was a, it was an entertaining match um, but it was I guess it wasn't massively kind of noteworthy for for me. I mean, the finale where it was pin attempt after pin attempt after I, pin I, attempt. I thought that ending was fast. I liked it. I liked it, actually, rolling each other up and trying to beat each other. Yeah, I like from a storyline perspective, it's like, well, in a wrestling match, you are just trying to pin your opponent's shoulders down. Yeah. It's not necessarily about doing certain moves. Um, yeah, that's fine. I mean, yeah, for me, it was fine. I think it was a... A fine six out of ten. Ooh, you know that's me, that's yeah. not bad. Not bad. Not as bad as Undertaker know, yeah. versus Undertaker, which was around the same time, by the way. Literally would have <laughs> been. So if you had the choice right now and you were locked away to watch one wrestling match for ten hours straight on loop, what would you rather watch? Undertaker versus Undertaker or Austin versus Ricky the Dragon Steamboat? Uh, are there any other options available? <laughs> <laughs> is there anything i can use to just go right let's just let's 10 hours of just wrestling anything like that let's just finish it come on oh my god yeah and it was that guy <laughs> in the red top just going austin i can't remember who that was that was weird but yeah, it was really about hulk hogan going to going to the hospital yeah. wasn't it? it was really weird the whole that, time. that seemed to be the focus didn't it? but didn't it make you want to watch hogan versus rick flair later on it did for me no. I, well, no. I can't believe it what are you talking about? <laughs> Unbelievable. It's not, this is when wrestling was at its best. Um, anyway, so Tez, Tez, um, I've got a match for you for next week, Tez. I've already got it. And I think it'd be oh a good God, one okay. tying up for Clash at the Castle. I think it'd be really, really cool. So uh, I okay. think you should watch the British Bulldog versus Shawn Michaels from One Night Only in 1997. Mm. So this is the first event, the first WWE pay-per-view since in the UK since SummerSlam 92. And okay. it's the only WWE, cha- WWE pay-per-view where the European Championship was the main event. Okay. So I think that'd be a cool match to watch leading into uh, Clash at the Castle one week out. 
I will accept my homework. I think that'd be good. I think it'd be good. I've just got a picture of it. There's loads of rubbish or trash in the ring from one of the screenshots. So it looks like the crowd are going to be super hot with whatever happens. So I, I think this would be a great match to watch, Tez. Okay. Let's do it. Yeah, and it we'll hype us for, uh, for, be, for going into Clash at the Castle. I think it'd be a good one. I can't remember yeah. anything that happens in it. Any anytime there's rubbish in the well, ring. Well, I mean, Rick Moran said I'll say piss Bulldog lost, so uh, I guess he doesn't win. <laughs> oh, oh, Rick Moran. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, <laughs> good, good I, I just won't be able to enjoy the match now. Now that no, I know quite frankly, oh, ruined. Ruined it, Rick Moran. <laughs> totally take me out of it. Um, so there we go, Tess. You know what? So, well, what we're going to do now, guys, is the main talking point of the show. And tonight's main talking point is one year ago yesterday. Let's just change the uh, the, the, the um, change the what's it called slideshow because one year ago yeah. yesterday was CM Punk's AEW debut, Tez, um, and I thought this was quite an interesting talking point to have because he's been in AEW for for one year for three hundred sixty six mm. days essentially. I think a lot of us thought he would never come back to wrestling. I wasn't really sure if he ever would. Maybe when AEW got created, I thought maybe this could be a gateway for someone like Punk to come back, who was so and you know against the wrestling issue, didn't want to be part of it. And I thought, well, he's coming back. If it's going to be any time we'll come back, it'll be a company like AEW. Um, so what was your hype level going into Punk coming into AEW, do you think? Where, where were you? Were you excited about it? Were you a Punk fan when he was about in his run 10 years previous in WWE? I, I was a Punk fan in WWE, even um, when I kind of started watching WWE again. Um, and so there was a lot of people that I did know and didn't know. And so he was one of the people I didn't know. And he was the world champion, but he got attacked by Randy Orton's, one of Randy Orton's groups and you know, got taken out of the title match but even then I was like okay this is cool it's quite like a alternative guy with the tattoos and the whole straight edge thing I thought oh, okay I mean not straight edge at all but that's that's interesting he stands yes. out so I did like it and um, you know I did want him to return for a while you know because I think he left quite a, quite a hole with his personality and stuff yeah when it's when it's coming up to the AEW thing there have been rumours, but I mean, this is the wrestling world. How often are there rumours of things that just don't happen, you know? Uh, so I kind of tried to temper my expectations. But coming up to the show, it was very much like you kind of know. Like yeah. you still think that there's opportunity that he might be, not be there. But yeah, yeah. so I, I, was, I was hyped. And I do remember watching that Dynamite and them opening with his music, which was, you know, mm. obviously um, Cod's personality. I think it was rep. I think it was Rampage, actually. Oh, was it Rampage? It was Rampage. Oh, right. Um, yeah, we're watching... I mean, they'll blow into one thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, I was hyped. I was hyped. It was cool. Um, and... I mean, has what, has what that sustained? You? Like, well, I was I was never a big CM Punk fan. I, I, when he was in the Fed, I... I well, I, what I was excited about was he... He was great on the mic in the Fed and in RH and all the stuff he did. And I was interested, not excited, interested in him being on a TV company, on a TV show, weekly TV show with good production value and not being on the WWE leash of the promos he might do, all the matches, types of matches he might have to have. You know, we'd see some blood, we'd see some guts, we'd see some, you know, 
aggression and, and it let loose on the promos a bit because when he was let loose at WWE I thought his promos were really good so I was quite interested in that I was interested in seeing him in, in the ring with the people like Kenny which we've not seen yet and you know um, the Darby Allens and the MJF so I was interested in that, where that would be uh, I feel I, I don't think I was super hyped like I say it was just interesting to see where he was going to be but I feel like the thing is when he came in not two weeks later, you had Brian Danielson and then Adam Cole and all these other people still turning up. And it was kind of like maybe took the shine off of Punk being there for me a little bit. Mm. And of course, at the time as well, you were having these banger of matches with like Kenny versus Brian at Grand Slam. Uh, you had, and then you had the Hangman Kenny match. And then you had even Christian with Kenny. There was all these banger matches that Punk wasn't really being involved in. They were slowly getting the, the sort of wheels turning. The Darby Allen match was getting his first match, but the wheels were slowly turning on, on the CM Punk comeback in terms of his matches. And I guess the match quality, um, in a way, not, I'm, I'm a massive, I'm not massively hung up on that, but you know, you don't want to see someone messing up or, and things like that. But he didn't, he did hold his own, I feel like. Um, it was interesting. We've got his matches, haven't we? He said so far since in his AEW time, he's had 21 matches. That doesn't seem yeah. a lot, does it? I suppose 56, 56 weeks in a year. You know, I suppose that's not a lot actually compared to like someone in the Fed if they're doing house shows and things like that, is it? No, no, it's not a huge amount. Um, yeah, I, I think, I think even before the injury, um, the the shine was starting to come off for me uh, i was very much hyped and i've always felt like to me he's kind of similar in terms of attributes to someone like the rock where on the mic i think awesome you know you're yeah. normally always captivated by what they're saying in the ring fine you know there's some cool moments cool spots but i've never watched a rock match or never watched a cm punk match where i've been like oh my god, that was insane, that move they did was insane, and I'm not saying you have to have that, but just, you know his appeal to me was nine times out of ten, more normally feuds or mic work as opposed to what he was doing in the ring, like mm-hmm. GTS is a cool move, but I don't really care about who made it, I mean, Christ, it's a move's a move at the end of the day, yeah, yeah, yeah who cares about who made it Um, but I mean, I guess, should we like start kind of talking through the matches? We can kind of, I suppose, get to our points where maybe our opinions have changed or sustained. I feel, yeah, we can get through. I mean, a lot of them are just sort of dynamite matches and, and I guess slowly working them in, isn't there? There's some key matches, like I guess his first match against Darby Allen. You know, again, it's like, at the time you knew Punk was going to beat Darby Allen, of course. Um hmm. I don't know, man. Looking at it at the time, I guess I was quite excited to see him in the ring again. But now a year later, I am definitely feeling like I'm a bit... I guess I'm burnt out on the punk thing. I'd rather have seen maybe Darby Allen rise up, in a way. Well, this is the thing. Darby Allen, I do think, like, why... Why hasn't he been elevated as much as he was in like the first year or two. It seems mad to me that um, someone like him, unique as as he is, um, has almost kind of been moved to the side and further to the side as more people have come in. And yeah. I agree with what you say, that the CM Punk um, luster probably did wear off a lot quicker than intended because that's this is around the sort of time, that the, the months that followed, where it almost became a bit of a joke about 
Oh, we've got another announcement. Yeah. Oh, there's another debut. Oh, we've had two debuts in one night. You know, it's patience and uh, making things last uh, makes things kind of seem a bigger event. And when you're having someone debut every couple of weeks, you've forgotten about the new toy because you're playing with your your new Earth toy, you know? Yeah, yeah. I think the thing you have to ask yourself as well, when he came in, he said, I'm here to rise up the talent, and, you know, whether this is storyline or all yeah. real talk. Did did he has he risen up like has the talent rose when he's gone in the ring with someone like daniel garcia that was his third match in i mean daniel garcia's character's changed a lot since he's gone with the jas but arguably mm. daniel garcia going in the ring of brian danielson these last sort of four or five weeks has risen him up so much more uh you know these first few matches where he is going against the powerhouse hobbs daniel garcia's bobby i mean bobby fish a bit older isn't he you know yeah. um the QT marshall's lee moriarty is is all about punk these matches were just about punk. They weren't about the guy that he was against. When someone like Garcia is going against a Brian Danielson, it's as much about Garcia as it is Brian Danielson. Do you know I, what I mean? I think, I think the key thing here, I mean, we've obviously got, we've got like 21 matches. He's only lost one in, in 21. And I agree with what you're saying. And I think there would have been more of a chance to elevate these people if the feuds weren't generally or the matches weren't one and done like really in this time he's only had the feud with uh mjf which mdf yeah. got the one of the wins on and then leading up to his match with uh with hangman yeah and so i i get it that you know if you've got a big star coming in it won't make sense to have him losing to a matt seidel or at that time a daniel garcia who no, no, you no. know was a fairly unknown at that point. Like, yeah. I guess it's a bit of a balancing act. You've got to elevate the talent, and that doesn't always necessarily mean losing to them so they get a, a shock win or a whatever, but building up their their stock in the company. And I think where he has these matches, and some of them are quite good. I mean, Bobby Fish at one point was reminding people how good he is, but that's he's kind of gone to the sideline again, yeah, really. They're injured, aren't they? Because everyone yeah. else. Yeah. Well, the thing is, I mean, he he was the only one that wasn't injured when people were away or on maternity leave or whatever yeah, in, yeah. in the elite. So you'd think, why isn't he, you know, yeah, that's a whole nother story. Um, but it's, it's an odd one because he, who you could argue MJF got elevated in his feud with punk. Cause it was a good feud. It, it, MJF has and coming out of it losing. Yeah. And then the Wardlow thing, Did he, he lost any and then done the Wardlow match. Wasn't it? Yeah. Cause Wardlow screwed him mm. with the ring. And then yeah. he lost to Wardlow at uh, double or nothing. And then he'd done the promo on Tony Khan and then he left. So, and now everyone's hyped to see MJF come back. I feel like MJF being in the ring with Punk did raise up MJF and make him a bigger star. But I also, and then in turn, MJF made Wardlow become a bigger star as well, which is cool. So there's two bigger stars yeah. off, and maybe that is some sort of like, oh, you know, spin off of, of punk being there in a way but mjf probably would have become his own star anyway It'd become a bigger star without punk there yeah i mean it's i wouldn't necessarily say that it was a star making feud purely because it's not as if mjf was mid-card or unknown yeah. you know he's kind of always been upper mid-card main event sort of uh standing so I wouldn't say it was a huge elevation, but it was still it was a memorable feud. I mean, but there's things like, you know, the le the short lead up to his match with Eddie Kingston at Full Gear 21. Um, I remember that being like such a that got me really hyped, and they only had a couple of weeks of build to that, 
and uh, the match I thought was decent. I'm not a huge in-ring fan of of, of Eddie Kingston. Like I, again, I like his promo work until it kind of veers into the silly. Um, but I remember being hyped up for that. But then I was kind of bummed that it didn't continue. It was almost like, well, he's won the match, so we can move yeah. on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, the, I think there just became a point where, I mean, I wasn't too fussed with him winning the belt because I did think that we needed to get it off Hangman because Hangman's reign wasn't great. Um, but yeah, when we're looking through these, I can't necessarily say that there's anyone really that he he elevated just because he didn't really have any feuds from memory. I mean, I could be wrong. Chat chat seemed to uh, have some opinions on on Punk. Um, but what, what, what do you think? Like, is uh, there a point where he kind of t- tapered off for you, or I don't know? Because I mean, I think I think the track it didn't help him. Him, um, I've just put a poll in. What was everyone thinking in the chat? Um, I feel that it raised up with the MJF feud, but then he straightway went in against Hangman, and could someone else beating Hangman would have been better? I guess I don't know. And then his injury, which didn't help the situation, did it? Having him win the belt and then the Wednesday after he's saying he's injured and he has to have an interim belt and all that sort of it was a bit of a mess wasn't it that situation mm. I feel um, I don't know I think it tapered off when he got in it got tapered off when he got injured we never saw the true what it should have been for these last three months and arguably Moxley Moxley's badass isn't he he's great as a champion what What do you think about these reports like we know so when he came out on this week's Dynamite and he started off with the as we now know, supposedly uh, unscripted promo when he mentioned about Hangman yeah. challenging Handman, and what I've heard um, is that this all stems from him not liking something that Hangman said in a promo. And as far as I know, Hangman hasn't pr- done a promo on or with CM Punk since. No, it was the one for the Go Home Show for um, Double or Nothing. When he said uh, some of the guys in the back, uh, yeah, something I can't remember the exact words were, but the guys in the back, blah blah blah, I don't have respect for you and all, all that sort of stuff. And you know, mm. Punk didn't ever get to retort on that, did he? And he he didn't ever get to do a proper promo uh, on Hangman but, uh, since he's been does injured. Does that not make him seem petty? Because he came, he had matches since then, didn't he? He had, he had a, one. Like, he had one, yeah. But the fact to then come out months or however long it's been later, and then. I don't know. I just sort of thought throwing your toys out of the pram, and apparently reports of people thought that he may just quit AEW. It just seems to come out of the blue, considering he got to keep the title even though he got injured. It seems pretty, very know. fragile. Is it? Is it a story? Are we all getting worked a little bit? Could this all tie into the MGF thing as well? Because that's sort of what MGF saying. You're bringing all these guys, and you know. That was along as MGF lines as well, and Punk's now biting back against Hangman. Yes, it, I think I think the Hangman thing he said was some of it was real, but you know we can all. If be... If it is, then I think, come on, man, you're in a you're in a uh, you're in a, a predetermined sport. Like I'm sure he's said a number of things that anyone could get offended. I, th- by. I think what it was at the time was that um, the back the guys backstage were annoyed at Punk because I think Colt Cabana was going to get released but then they re-signed him just to be in Ring of Honor and a lot of mm. people liked Colt Cabana um, and of course the Colt Cabana and Punk had a falling out back when it was the uh, Colt Cabana's podcast and Punk done the um, sh- shoot interview uh, on the, the WWE Doctor and they both got in trouble and had the the, the law uh, the 
the suit and all that sort of stuff and cost each other a lot yeah. of money. They had to fall out. They don't like each other anymore. So I think some of the guys in AEW were annoyed at the fact that uh, Colt Cabana was going to be released potentially, but then got re-signed for Ring of Honor. And they were take, blaming Punk for that. Um, so you can understand someone like Hangman being annoyed. But if you're, if you're saying that Punk's petty, was Hangman not petty doing that out on TV? Because I remember when that when that promo happened before Double or Nothing, we were like, what's that supposed to mean? Yeah, no, no reference at all, did it? About the backstage well, guys. And I, I think Hangman's words are, I'm here to defend. For the first time ever, I'm here not only defending or wrestling for myself, I'm here to defend AEW from people like you. So he was blaming Punk for, he's defending AEW. And then that had no fallout or no reference to any of the storylines that were going. MGF had just, uh, Punk had just beaten MGF. So if, if just being devil's advocate, if Punk's petty from this Wednesday, isn't mm. Hangman petty? as well doing that because that was against storylines essentially what's he defending aw from someone like punk who's essentially a big star and he's in the main event with see i don't think so because i think that that was said at the time that's no different to something like a pipe bomb where you're blurring the lines between reality and uh you know storyline but when it's something like months down the line because you didn't get the last word uh then then bringing it up then I don't know. It just seems like, well, surely you, if you're annoyed about something, you discuss it there. I mean, I know what you're saying, but if something's happening at the time, you know, then and it's current, then I guess it's more of a intrigue point. Ooh, but uh, when it's months later, I think it's just a bit like, come on, mate. My name is not Earl has got the quote from the uh, Hangman uh, promo. It's not just what happens in the ring. It's what happens in the quiet moments when you think no one is watching. Hangman to Punk before the pay-per-view match. Okay. So he was throwing Punk under the bus as well. Yeah, but to me that was like, it's a fast-moving world in wrestling. Move on. But Punk's not, I'm just being devil's advocate here. Punk's yeah. not had his, his retort, has he? And wasn't able to come back at him. So. But the, yeah. But the thing is, it's not like people have been going, oh, Punk's back. I can't wait to hear what he says about what Hangman said. Because no one as far as I'm aware, I mean, I've got a shite memory, but it didn't seem a big enough deal at the time or after for people to go like, you know, because you'd kind of think that maybe at uh, the, the the pay-per-view or at the following thing, I know he got injured fairly quickly after, Yeah, that if it was a big deal, he would have referenced it then. But the fact that I've forgotten about this promo until it's been mentioned now and i imagine a number of other wrestling fans may have been it may not have even been on their radar like i wonder what he's gonna say about what hangman said because to me it's like we've got this feud with moxley now yeah hangman's doing his own thing i'm not even thinking about that that's why i kind of think it's kind of petty because that feud's done and over i understand it was petty but then maybe a lot of people maybe he in a way he's in his own boss in a way then he feels like he can get away with it because he, he you know well he can because Tony Carr's not going to tell him no because Tony Carr's like we're best friends we then, are we're pals to the end in the same front dude we're all talking about it the whole wrestling community speaks about it right now aren't they? all they're going oh well and they could build something out of this couldn't they I mean from the sounds of it with Punk and uh, other people that he's fallen out with I would imagine that he'd probably say no I don't want to ever wrestle him again Mm. Uh, this is just the interpretation I mean obviously I don't know the people I don't know how they are but yeah it's starting now to look that drama does kind of follow him if 
I don't know. Just it just it struck me as a bit odd considering I was hyped and I'm still hyped for the match with Mox. But then again, that being shoehorned into next week's Dynamite, I think that's mad. I mean, that's crazy doing it that quick. And we were talking about it being yeah. it all out. They had that pay per view there. That was perfect, wasn't it? Mm. I mean, what do you think is going to happen there? Because this was supposed to happen on. We thought it was happening at All Out. And All Out's in Chicago. Now they're just having it on Dynamite with a week's build. Um, <laughs> seems crazy. To, is it? Is this... I mean, I hate to say seems it. It's a bit WCW. Some, yeah, like, oh, Goldberg versus Hogan in the Georgia Dome. You know, with four days later, they've got seven days next for this huge match that we would have all been hyped for. I was saying I was more hyped to see Punk versus Moxley at All Out than I was for any of the matches at Clash at the Castle, even though we're going to Clash at the Castle. Mm-hmm. As a match that weekend, I was more hyped to still see that match. It just it doesn't it. I mean, yeah, the the, the rumbling seemed to be about you know MJF and making a triple threat and whatnot. But to me, I don't know what. Like, I'm, I'm cool with that. I'm I'm hyped for that. But I was hyped to see these two square off. And you know, I know Tony Khan isn't an on-screen character. I mean, he's appeared you know briefly here and there. Yeah, but. If you're an authority figure, you know, in kayfabe, why why, why before do you have these instances where you go, okay, there's a no contact rule before the event, you're not allowed to blah, 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 but we're still going towards the event. In this case, it's been like, well, they can't keep their hands off each other, so we're going to just do the match next week. And it's like, that's a big match. Surely that's a match you want to be charging money for because it's a business at the end of the day. Maybe he thinks he's got a bigger match and hyping up, getting the hype for it. Watch Dynamite this week to... We're all going to watch it and something even bigger could happen and then we'll watch buy, buy All Out, spend money on All Out. Mm. I mean, I'm but still we would have spent money on All Out anyway. Yeah, that, that, that's the thing. If you have a, another surprise to make something, like you say, even bigger come for All Out, but that's another week less of build. If, mm. You know, I, I don't know. I just think that's a missed opportunity for me to have another episode of Dynamite to get even even more hype for the pay-per-view. Um, I don't know. Just, uh... Ber- uh, Berkeley says stoppage coming. Interesting. Francis Punk's been off injured. That's why he wouldn't respond. And John Reyes, do you think Punk will do a Triple H and help bring the new CM Punk in? I don't think uh, Punk will ever go back to WWE. Um, no. Do you think... Well, let's let's talk about the first year first before we say now what we think is going to happen on Wednesday. So a year out, do you feel like it's been a success? Are you happy with him being there? Has he improved AEW for you? Are you keen to see what happens with him? You know, that sort of vibe. But how are you feeling about it a year out? Um, I have generally been fairly hyped with him because like I say, I do like him on the mic. I would like to have seen some longer feuds in that period. He's had some cool matches, but like I said, I've never been a huge CM Punk in-ring uh, this has never really wowed me in the ring like someone like a like an you know, AJ Styles or yeah, 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 yeah. you know or other people. Um, but generally, I haven't really seen a bad match that he's had. His mini feud, was it? It was his only real proper feud was uh, you know MJF, and I enjoyed that. And I've generally enjoyed his stuff. And you know him taking the title, I guess I kind of wanted him to just because I didn't want Adam Page to be champion anymore. Yeah, but Adam Page was not great, was he, when he was champion? Not, not, not great. No. Um, and uh, yeah, he had some little fluffs in the title match and in the following match where he's obviously picked up an injury. You know, with uh, the tag match with FTR. Um, and I, I was hyped seeing him back 
you know, the week before last. But like I say, when when hearing the him bringing up the hangman thing, which again, like I say, I completely forgot and it had no impact on me as a partial fan. And then these other little reports and stuff coming up, I, it's it it has kind of soured my opinion a bit, just because it's like, really, yeah. Just, and the whole thing, supposedly again, rumor and innuendo about, um, oh, apparently he may have walked this week because he's really unhappy, and I sort of think you've kind of got it made, mate. Like from the from the sounds of it, obviously we don't know what goes on behind closed doors, but it just made me think: is he is, is he... he actually more trouble? Is he getting you wrapped know. up in his own hype? Because when he came in, he's like, I, and when I left Ring of Honor, whatever date that was, I don't know the exact day wrestling fans, mm. I stopped being a wrestler and now I'm a wrestler again. Now he's got some of the best wrestlers in the world at that company and he could have some amazing feuds and wrestling matches with loads of these wrestlers. And is he getting, does it, for want of a better term, well, not a one, does he like the smell of his own shit or his own farts too much? I mean, quite possibly, quite possibly, because I mean, I st- I still think we'll probably see the best of Punk as a heel, because um, I've always generally kind of preferred his heel yeah, stuff. Totally. I mean, yeah. he- he's had some cool moments. Like say, promos have been cool. I liked when he came out, and I, I never watched the uh, the Ring of Honor stuff just because I've never really watched much Ring of Honor. But I liked when he came out with his old AFI music because I do did used to like AFI back yeah, in the yeah. day, and I-, I do like those little nods. You know that AEW do well um, when they're not overdoing it. Um, but yeah, I I I do think maybe it's a case of if you compare him, let's say, to Daniel Bryan, yeah, and both of them kind of said, you know, they're both big in WWE at the same sort of time. Daniel Bryan had to step away with injury for quite a while. CM Punk obviously stepped away, and both of them, when they kind of came into AEW, obviously Daniel Bryan had been around in WWE again a little bit. They'd both said about wanting to elevate young talent, like yeah. you, like you said earlier on. And I'd argue Daniel Bryan has done a much better job of that. Yeah, yeah, Not yeah. just the recent stuff that he's been doing with, with Daniel Garcia, which has been really cool, but he does feel like he's been used as more of like a, I'm one of the best wrestlers in the world, but I'm here to get the best out of the people Come that at are me, around yeah. me. Yeah. yeah, and even his character with starting the the B, uh, the uh, Blackpool Combat Club was kind mm. of like, I'm an amazing fighter wrestler. I want to be fighting the best and fighting with the best. Yeah, yeah. Whereas CM Punk, yeah, maybe he does like the smell of his own farts too much. Maybe. Seems like that a little bit because if you know if he's calling out Hangman and that sort of situation and, and that if the, if if the rumors are true, that is clearly not building up, hyping up people, did they? You know, Brian mm. done a lot more for Hangman losing to Hangman in that match or going to a draw on those dynamites and you know, yeah. whatever it was than Punk did. Um, I don't know, dude. Um, and what do you think is going to happen Wednesday then? Like Fran just made, did make the point, if both Punk and Mox from the main event are all out, then this is part of the build still, Tez. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess I guess if they are still part of the main event, um, but then that it's one of those things where we've kind of discussed it before with some, some media as well as wrestling, where if you know what the result's going to be, then it kind of can take your enjoyment out of it a bit. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know, a while back we talked about Clash and it was like, well, Drew's not going to win it. So. Yeah, well, that always happens. Yeah. yeah. That's the and problem so with WWE. That's what's the problem for WWE has been for years where yeah. you generally know, oh, let's watch the Elimination Chamber. Well, you know Brock Lesnar's going to win or this yeah. guy's going to win, you know. So if they are still part of the main event, and so that means then that 
we're going to get a squiffy finish on on this week's dynamite then we already know that we're already going to be expecting something squiffy whether that's mjf i mean uh they don't do squiffy finishes but Very then we're rarely. gonna be getting a rematch like a week later, which then means we get to all out or yeah, whichever the event is. And we've already seen the event a week before. That we've already seen the match a week before. Um if that makes sense. Like we're kind of yeah, yeah. if it's not a squiffy. Should be when they're gonna like, touch, that's the heat, isn't it? Like oh yeah. boom. Oh my god, here we go. And you, yeah, you like, already see it. But you know, I don't know. It's difficult, isn't it? Because on Wednesday, you're going to get the Whoa, boom and it'd be like probably 30, 40 minutes of a great wrestling match. So mm. are we being spoiled? Are we thinking that afterwards, after that, we won't be very good? You know, we should all kind of look at it positively. Wednesday would be good. And then what comes after comes after. Maybe take it a step at a time. Yeah, true. I think I think the frustration just comes from thinking it seems logical how they could make this even better. Yes. And that is taking these baby steps yes. building as yes. opposed to kind of like tk snorting everything that's available and then going let's do this match let's put this match on let's it does seem a little who bit else can I debut it definitely seems a little bit wcw uh kenny williams i'm not just impressed i'm i'm just not impressed by punk in the ring he's not that good compared to the others he's good at dissing on the mic but again not as good as mgf or jericho yeah uh, again this this was always my vibes on cm punk i was never a massive i was never a massive um fan of him and that's part of why I think my opinion on what we're hearing has kind of dropped a bit because he is great on the mic. I've always liked his mic work. But if he can throw out all these things, I mean, he's referred to Triple H as the, the doofus son-in-law back when he was doing his pipe bomb. Um, if he can throw these things out, but then take offense and feel I need to get my word in on something that ended a while ago, that's yeah. where I sort of think... Okay, but then if you're using that logic, then surely every wrestler that you've torn down in one of your famous promos that I've normally enjoyed, surely the logic would apply then where they're like, well, I've got to get in my word. And, you know, I don't know. It just seems a bit like... You don't think that he's had, he's had enough of it and he just wants... He's like, I'll lose to Moxley. I'm done. Just get me if out of here. If he has, then I think... And he, that's him done. He's got. If he has, then it really means that's a real eye-opener for his attitude because... It seems like he's had it pretty good coming back and he seems to have been enjoying it and up until up until this moment on the, on the surface it's not like he's ever come out seeming pissed off and you could say in his WWE run you could kind of tell running up to the rumble that something wasn't quite right um you know when when he walked out um but if that is the case like there weren't as far as I'm aware any rumblings prior to his injury of any sort of discontent or upset you know between him and an AEW as a company so it just seems from the reporting standpoint this has all kind of come out of nowhere yes totally i mean it totally does uh is it are we being fooled i always have to th- i always think it's are we being fooled by clever wrestling hype all of us to talk mm-hmm. about it to get us to watch on wednesday um then on the other hand is is he that pissed off that he'll just lose and not come back <laughs> And then the other hand is, is this part of a great build for a, a wicked good pay-per-view we're going to get in two weeks? And then we'll be like, this has been awesome, Tez. Well, great. But I think the thing is, what you, what you don't want is confusion. You kind of want straight wrestling. This is the trouble with the old WCW ad. Silly backstage bullshit. Just have mm. a great story. You know, with Punk and MJF, that was a good story. Who would win? You know, Punk won, Punk won the feud, but the, the, the feud was great leading up to it, wasn't it? And other yeah. feuds you've had, like, you know, through... That's what I've really enjoyed about um, 
AEW is the feuds leading out to when these two guys are going to touch. Oh my God, who will win? And you get excited about that. Stupid backstage stuff, getting confused with with uh, like the in-ring storyline stuff, quote unquote, gets you confused. And that's silly. And we don't want that. We just want straight stories. You know, we'll have to find out what happens on Wednesday. If it's still more silly yeah. backstage stuff with Punk, I'm not into that. I just want to see storylines. Uh, Baby Rose melts, melts a t- talking so much about makes you wonder if it's a work shoot. You know, like, you know, it bugs Dave to report something negative mm-hmm. about AEW. It's true. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but yes, I don't know, dude. And so, what you get, what's your prediction? What will happen on Wednesday? Um, I, I, I just feel there's going to be some shenanigans. Uh, if we're just talking, obviously, specifically about the, um, the match, uh, there's, there's got to be something skew with, uh, cause is this the, how many, have we got another dynamite before, dynamite. before all out, right? Is it all out? I don't know. Is that the next event? Yes. Yeah. All out's next event. Um, so, <sighs> There's got to be something dodgy occurring because that would then just lead, if this is the match we're getting at All Out, that would just mean that next week, whoever the loser is, which I would imagine, unfortunately, would be Mox, if if there is a loser and it's not a... I mean, a time limit draw, I think, would be... They had that. BS. That was all right. I think, was... Well, I think it, it was all right when we didn't have a pay-per-view coming up where yes. we were going to be getting the match. Um, I think it's... BS, if we've moved a match from pay-per-view, supposedly, to TV, to then do like a 60-minute draw or, yeah. you know, TV time remaining. Um, I don't know. I, th- I think either way, I think it's going to be entertaining. I mean, my my AEW opinion, I've always been an AEW fan, but I do think it's been a bit too chaotic, the booking yeah. on some recent shows. And I think that's just kind of poor timing because WWE have started kind of getting their crap together. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I just I just think I would have been so much more hype if we're just getting billed. To have two more weeks of build-up so then when it gets to the pay-per-view, you're just like, right, you, here we go. They are going to kill each other. Do you feel your hype has been delayed, though, by this Hangman thing? If this was just a match now on Dynamite, essentially you're getting great build anyway. Has the hangman and all this bullshit backstage stuff ruined for you the hype? And this is just a problem with wrestling as as a thing anyway, isn't it? You know, for instance, let's think, right, wrestling isn't real. It's a story, isn't it? Uh, mm-hmm. Let's, oh, right. So in the middle of the Game of Thrones season, there's the Battle of the Bastards. And then there's another big battle two episodes later between whoever it was on the, and that series of Game of Thrones. Do you know what I mean? It's, essentially, that's what's happening here. If that makes sense. There's a big yeah, battle I mean, between guys, two guys who want to bang heads and you're going to have it early. And then there's going to be another battle in two episodes time. Yeah. I mean, this is the thing, like doing, being, being a professional podcaster. and a We YouTuber, ruin it for ourselves. We ruin it for ourselves. Yeah. Because if it was TV, if someone, if I'm, you know, and I did, I did really enjoy Game of Thrones. Yeah. Even the final season, which I know a lot of people didn't like. Um, if people were saying if there was buzz and people were talking like, oh, episode five is going to be this. And you normally know episode nine's a big battle episode and tends to fall out, but whatever. But if I was being told that, oh, this is going to, oh, there's this event coming. And this, this is the name of an event coming up. Then I would be thinking, I, I like to watch things with my yeah, brain yeah, yeah. turned off. I don't want to be expecting things. Um, so yeah, I think the hangman stuff has a 
affected my view on punk a bit just because like i say i I feel that he's maybe more petty than i thought um but also yeah i mean i do still think that i was hyped for this match when it's on a pay-per-view and yeah we're getting to see it next week that's great but you can't help sometimes kind of putting your armchair booking hat on yeah and sort of just thinking like you said earlier goldberg hogan that's one of those things where everyone has thought that should have been on a pay-per-view because that would have made huge money yeah um i'm not necessarily saying this would make huge money because it's a different time um but it's it just i felt for a little while that tk tony khan is likes to sort of just rush through things and this to me just kind of speaks again of rush booking we yeah. may still get something which hypes me up for the next week's Dynamite and the pay-per-view, but I was hyped to watch this on a pay-per-view that I was definitely going to buy to watch this. Now I'm getting it on free TV and I know that. But I'm I, then thinking, what are they going to do for the pay-per-view? Again, using that Game of Thrones analogy or whatever TV show analogy, that's wrestling fan. We're being wrestling fans. They're thinking ahead. Like, what wrestling fan booking should be? Again, it, you know, I guess sometimes wrestling fans can spoil stories for themselves by thinking what should be on a pay-per-view rather than just taking in a story um mm. and that's a shame about wrestling as a media essentially and it's very hard you know i you know doing being a wrestling fan in a way uh and avoid it you can just watch a tv show and just not have turn off those keywords i guess and all the google analytics and not see the twist tweets and all these news cycles and things but the way the world is you'd have to literally cut off youtube and everything and just watch those two hours of dynamite to take it in as a tv show and i don't think a lot of people will do that i mean if you're watching a show like this you're not going to be that kind of wrestling fan um maybe 20 years ago it was more of a purer time and if you did have oh you know hulk hogan's going against macho man on nitro this should have been a you know halloween havoc or whatever um you know Mm. you would have just watched it as it was wouldn't you and it were lex luger beat hogan and that in in that nitro i mean i don't know were wrestling fans annoyed about that at the time or, or thinking negatively about it i think the trouble is we always think two or three steps ahead and we should stop doing that because we'll enjoy the story more if we use the tv show analogy like it is you know in a way i guess i can't help but put the comparison on where uh, you know watching AEW since it started i stopped watching wwe for quite a while because i wasn't enjoying it started watching wwe up again and the last few weeks yeah what they've been doing like roman v drew a few weeks back couldn't care couldn't care less about i wasn't really fussed with drew Roman, okay, cool. His, you know, but I was never, I wasn't that invested in WWE. Now they're building up to a match, and each week I'm getting more and more hyped. They're making Drew more and more of a badass, like yeah. he was a couple of years back. So I'm now getting more and more invested, regardless of if I was going to Clash, Clash of uh, Clash of the Castle. I'm still getting on that hype train, and I know what you're saying in terms of like thinking, thinking ahead, um, but. Yeah, I, I, I mean, if I kind of step back, I think maybe my opinion of the match has also been affected by my opinion of Punk the TV product. Thing. Oh, the of, TV product. Well, yeah, yeah, regardless of the Hangman. I mean, that was a weird promo segment where I thought more personally of, not personally, but, you know, thought more of like Punk, like, really? That's a bit odd. But in terms of the AEW product just for the last couple of weeks where 
I've just kind of felt that there's a lot of rushedness and uh, you know, kind of more forgettable segments than there had been for quite a long time. Yeah. Um, but again, would I would I be thinking that? If I hadn't started watching WWE again and WWE hadn't started getting much better, I don't know. Maybe there's still a lot of shit on WWE as well, though, isn't there? I mean, to be fair, there is still a lot of shit. I mean, Wednesday's Dynamite was very good. Was it? I think so. Yeah, me to tears. WWE found a way to keep you invested. So from James Jones, uh, yeah, Kenny Williams. Uh, oh, my name's not oh, an idea. MJ is a man behind the box. No, I think it's Sabian Kenny. Uh, my name's not on Kenny. I can mm. see that happening somehow. Oh, somehow, but it's not Sabian. So that few weeks ago, the man on the box is not Kip, says Kenny. I think it's still Kip. It's definitely Kip. He's getting paid loads of money just to sit watching Dynamite with the box on his head. <laughs> Amazing. Um, man, wrestling. It's always interesting. Yeah. That's all you got to say. Wrestling is interesting. Wrestling wins because you're getting to talk about it. It's not, it's not tame. It's not boring right now. That's one thing mm. for sure. At least whatever happens to you, punk, you like him, you hate him. You're not interested in him. You think he's bad for AEW. He kind of makes whatever's happening around him quite interesting. And he's a very clever yeah. man like that. He's very clever. We're talking about him again. And he, we've been talking about him for the last year. That's one thing for sure. He hasn't gone a bit, you know, melancholy and not interested. Like at Christian, he's a little bit good going into the ring with like Jungle Boy. That's a good story. But do you know what I mean? This guy's kept himself up there. Of course, that's all the people what? behind the company. But he's very, whatever happens to me, he's interesting in a way. What I would say is if, let's say, all this backstage chat or whatever, if he was to walk away, which we know is possible because WWE, he did walk away. Mm-hmm. Um, my opinion now would be a lot different than it was back then. Because back then it was like, oh, what's CM Punk's walked away? What's, what's all this about? And then yeah. you, know, you hear the podcasts and you hear the backstage stuff and you think, oh man, F WWE, I can't believe they've done him dirty like that. If he was to now all of a sudden walk away, I mean, yeah, you don't know what's going on behind closed doors. You don't know what discussions are having or treatment, you know, we're only getting the version that we see or that we hear in the media. I would definitely think like, um, maybe, maybe the problem isn't always the organization. Maybe it's the individual. Yeah. Cause, uh, yeah, but I don't know. I don't know. I've, uh, I've, I've soured a little bit uh, on him, but we're still probably going to get some good entertainment. We'll find out, some, mate. Somewhere along the line. Fran the Cannon, AEW does seem to have pacing issues. It's almost like Tony is a kid with ADHD. Hopefully his new <laughs> backstage team can get some chill applied. And James Jones, I'm sorry it wasn't good. I'm sorry I'm talking about Raw. I'm sorry it wasn't mm. good. They had more pro- promos than, a fr- than whole three-hour Raw went straight back to XMB shitting out their own roster. So, yeah, I do agree. So it wasn't good. They had more promos than a whole three-hour Raw. Straight back to XWWE. Oh, I think he's talking about AEW. Oh, is he? Yeah, because he's saying that they oh. had more promos than a whole three-hour episode of Raw okay, and straight back James. to XWWE. It would tell what will be interesting mm. when we're over it and watching Clash of the Castle. We think, what will happen when we're in those moments when there's like, uh, 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 get the W credit card. Uh, what are we going to be doing? <laughs> Just sitting there going, I wonder what's happening next then. Probably going for a pee break. Uh, yeah, have a pee. <laughs> and then spends £8 on a beer. Oh, oh god! Goodness me! <laughs> no way! No, not at all. Um, so yeah, quickly, Tez. Then, who do you think will win mm. on Wednesday? If it's a straight wrestling match, who's winning? Not thinking after the moment. What's happening Wednesday? Win for Punk, um, win for Moxie, draw. One, two, or three. Probably, probably. If okay, so um, I'm, I'm not going to say draw because I just, yeah, I think draws can work here and there. To, I don't know. I'll ignore that draws for a second. I would probably say Punk, even though I do prefer moxley as champ and we, okay. we discussed that the other week yes. um i'd prefer to see moxley still as champ but yeah 
Okay, and I, I go for fun. Punk as well. Punk, Punk will win. So uh, there we go. That was our little discussion on one year of CM Punk. And uh, a lot of news just in the last four days of CM Punk, it seems to mm. always be. God, yeah. um, it's getting very serious, though, Tez, isn't it? We need to calm it down. Punk's too serious about himself, and we need to calm it down and get serious as well, mate, don't we? <laughs> yeah, we're having, uh, we're having too much fun talking about uh, all these hijinks. We need to tone it down a little bit. Tone it down just a little bit, mate. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's now time for a very serious wrestling promo. And now, Ministry of Slam proudly presents a very serious wrestling promo. One day, they will all come to my funeral just to make sure that I stay dead. But today is not that day. I'm alive, my heart is still beating, and I'm breathing fresh air for the first time in a long time. My name is John Moxley, and I'm on a mission to reclaim my soul, and I'm not the only one who thinks. You know, it's about time the industry got a facelift. So make no mistake about it, this is an official declaration of war tonight to anyone who wants to get in my way and anyone who wants to stand in AEW's way. We have a mission to knock the pillars of the industry on their arse. We ain't reading history books anymore, baby. We write in them. This is what you call a paradigm shift. AEW double or nothing. John Moxley, 25th of the 5th, 2019. Thank you. And that was a very serious wrestling promo. Thank you. Slam Radio Show. We are back to You know what, Tez? I was really prepared for Emwester this week. I bloody got everything ready in my tweet schedule for live tweets when we're live. You know, uh, ready to go. Ready for various wrestling promo. I did it on Friday night. You know what happened? I forgot to swap it over in the oh. thing. I did record it at Very Serious Wrestling promo. It was completely yeah, a brand new one, Ted. And I forgot to bloody swap it. So that's very oh, frustrating. Dear. That is very frustrating. I can't believe it. But, you know, uh, that's, that's John, me doing John Moxley again uh, last week. So that's last week's Very Serious Wrestling promo. <laughs> and I, now, now I don't have to do one next week. <laughs> or I could do two. Well, there you go. Sorted, so you're prepared. I know. See, I'm getting quite good at this dramatic reading. I quite enjoy doing it, actually. It's just, <laughs> so it's, what's really weird with it is that sometimes you'll just be like, got to do the very first wrestling promo and you'll just smash it out in one go straight away mm. and it's really easy and sometimes <laughs> it takes forever and you're like oh, shit you get right to the end and you mess one <laughs> one word up oh bollocks and i don't like cutting Stargan. them and editing them i like them being one one straight through take yeah, so yeah. i have got one for next week and it was a very long one about with a guy who speaks a lot of words when he's uh, doing his promos um and maybe he'll return <laughs> in wrestling soon uh but man that was uh damn i gutted uh so dude have you watched any hannah montana this week uh no <laughs> unbelievable you know you've seen it all though haven't you well that's it you know there's only so many times you can see it and sing along to the songs i watched an interesting documentary not wrestling about this guy what was this guy's name oh um it was on on netflix uh untold it was uh untold netflix hang on let me look at his name so people might know he's an american football college player played for not notre dame 
Uh, mm. What was his name? Uh, he was a Polynesian guy. Oh, goodness. Um, his name was... Oh, no. Uh, Manti, Manti Teo. Did you ever hear of him? No. He was a college American football player who played for Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Oh, was that the Invisible Girlfriend yes. thing on Netflix? Yes. So he was, he basically was like, he, he moved from, from Hawaii to got uh, signed up for the college sports team in Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Man, uh, college sports in America is ridiculous. I mean, their stadium is bigger than AFC Bournemouth, who is like a Premier League football team. Like 80,000 yeah. people. It's unbelievable. So he's playing for the team and being a badass. And he rather than getting drafted into the, NA, into the NFL, he does another year at Notre, Notre Dame. Uh, and then all through this time, he's, he's on Facebook messaging this person and he thought it was their girlfriend. And it wasn't. It was, it was this random guy who catfished him. And he, his grandmother sadly passed away. And he then announced that his girlfriend had passed away because this, this catfish person was, thought it was getting a bit too deep. And she said he yeah. died. But then oh, it's crazy. It's a very, very good documentary on, um, on Netflix. Go check it out. It's called Untold. It's a crazy story about this really crazy situation. This guy going public being one of the best college football players going. And then decided to suddenly um, announce his girlfriend died when his girlfriend wasn't real, and everyone blamed him uh, when it definitely wasn't his fault at all. Um, so that does sound like my sort of thing. Since I've been watching some Pluto TV, I have watched a lot of Catfish recently. Have you watched any Baywatch, um, though? No, I haven't. I've been watching Catfish. What? <laughs> are you telling me there's other channels on Pluto? That there are just actually 20... quite a few what? other channels. Not just 24 7 Baywatch. One? Paranormal. Well, Ooh. yeah, you got a Baywatch channel. There's also a retro cartoon channel that just seems to have Defenders of the Universe uh, on constantly. Wow, what's that? Defenders of the Universe. Oh, that that was um, not a Defenders bunch of, of the random Earth. superheroes on, or Defenders of the Earth. Maybe it had Phantom in it. The the Pink Panther, not Pink Panther. I remember that. Defenders the of the Earth. Defender. Damn yeah, yeah, I remember. Badass. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've been watching a lot of catfish, so that does kind of sound like it's up my street. Cause... Check it out. It's very good. It's called Untold. Uh, and if, the, if any of the Americans out there know Manti Teo, he actually was still playing American football for the, in the NFL literally a year ago, I think. He played for the um, Chicago Bears, New Orleans Saints, and uh, San Diego mm. Chargers. Um, oh. It's Grotbags, guys, as well. He's here. Sorry. Uh... Grotbags oh. update. Hello, mate. <laughs> I can't press the button, he's in the way. Sorry, Pogas, this is a very visual moment. There it goes. <laughs> Grotbags couldn't see me. Sorry, guys, that's, is there anyone doesn't realize that cat there is a, is a home. We've got a lot of new listeners since uh, Grotbags updates happened. He was a homeless cat that came to my house for, for, for about two years and we kind of adopted him. He's a bit skanky, he smells a bit. He, he likes the smell of his own farts as well, just like CM Punk. CM <laughs> <laughs> uh, bags. No, yeah, CM bags. yeah. All right, dude, so is it time for right. This Week in Wrestling History? And guys, remember, later on, we will be taking calls. So if you want to call into the Ministry of Slam, get your voice heard, not just live, but onto a huge podcast network. Tez, you know, before we get to the This Week in Wrestling History, do you know what happened this week with the podcast? What happened? We got into the top 20 of the podcasts, wrestling podcasts, in Australia, mate. Oh, bloody ripper there, mate. <laughs> you, thank you very much, all you flaming glass down under. We really appreciate you guys listening to Ministry of Slam. It's bloody great. Get the uh, cork hats on and all that great stuff. So, Check out the shrimp on the bar. We've probably mate. offended all the Australians right now. So, you know, I know now Neighbours is finished, mates. You know, you're probably Listen. like... 
what can I watch on an evening? And I was like, I'm going to watch this random wrestling podcast called The Ministry of Slam. I was like, you know, I miss uh, Jason Donovan and Kylie Minogue. And I was like, flipping heck, let's listen to Ministry of Slam. So, yeah, we were top 20 in Australia in the wrestling podcast chart. So thank you very much, Australians. And I'm sorry if I've offended you with my terrible <laughs> Australian accent. Yeah, that, this is us dropping out of the... And now you're assured that they'll never listen again. Sorry, guys. But if you've listened to Ministry of Slam, you must know that was bound to happen when yeah. I announced it. I mean, come they on. We should know our sense of humour here. Come on. There we go. So, yeah, we go. Yes, Tess, thank you to the everyone in Australia. Really appreciate it who listens mm. to this show. And uh, if anyone else is new, thank you, podcast listeners as well, and all that good stuff. And uh, please do check out all the good stuff we've got. Ministry of Marvel is there on the, the join button. Click that join button, guys and help support yes. the ministry at the MOS network. Um, get your name in the credits at the end of the show. Get the emojis. Get Ministry of Marvel and lots of other cool things. It will really help us out. So let's go to this week in wrestling history, Tez. Are you ready? Let's do it. Yes, I'm Pow. ready. Let's go. So August 21st, 2000, the first Raw Women's main event. Ooh. Lita defeated Stephanie McMahon-Helmsley to win the WWE Women's title. Uh, this match was the first time in history that women's match main evented Monday Night Raw. Wow. So it took seven years, seven and a half years to have a women's main event on Monday Night Raw. And only because Stephanie was in it. Well, I mean, she does say, you know, that she kind of started the women's revolution. Um, she did. She did. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think Rock oh, was the referee for this match as well. So it wasn't really a women's main event, was it really? It was all about no, the Rock probably no. screwing over Triple H some other storyline but just a way to wrap it around with the hardies and all that sort of stuff so you know um yeah lita was great at the time and stephanie mcmahon great great bad bad guy wasn't she bad girl bad guy i think she's always been great stephanie mcmahon yeah she's not never really been much in the ring though actually but you know her, yeah. her character pretty always, bad in the ring though, dude definitely yeah, yeah definitely bad in the yeah ring. lita's cool um yeah, good, uh, good little match, and like you say, the focus is kind of more on the story around them than than the individuals. Yeah, but, totally, uh, mate. Yeah. Totally, tightly, brother. <laughs> next, uh, next one we have is August the twenty sixth, two thousand and two. Brock goes to SmackDown with the belt on a Raw. Brock Lesnar declared that he would only defend the WWE Undisputed Championship on SmackDown from that date forward thus leaving Raw effectively without a world champion. Raw general manager Eric Bischoff would remedy this the next week by reviving WCW's big gold belt and presenting it to Triple H as Raw and WWE's first world heavyweight champion. Silly. I mean, bring, bringing in the big gold belt. Okay, I get that. It's lineage. You can't have a show without a, a world champion, and if they're technically in story feuding shows, makes sense. Yes, but giving it to Triple H. Yes, that that that, that was weird. They could have done something about that. Um, but man, doesn't it make you think that the old belts, like that, the the undisputed title, I did, I used to love that belt. That belt was great, but the big gold belt. Wouldn't it still be really cool if it was still there instead of these universal belts and all these different belt names and all these silly things? If they just had the same belt for like 30 years, it'd just add this real lineage to it, wouldn't it? I feel my, myself it would be so much better. I know it's all a bit around toys and merchandise and all that sort of stuff, and it's a real shame, but it could be something really cool, I think, if they still had the same belt myself. I mean, yeah, they went down the branding route of, you know, it's got to be 
showing our logo and it's the wwe belts we have to have that all over it for people who win the nfl championship and then they get the belt yeah like oh here's a title because you're a sports team yeah um but yeah i mean i guess they did they'd sort of devalued the big gold belt a bit in the last few years that it was around because it did become i think to me quite apparent in like the last 12 or 24 months that the WWE title was the main bout and the big gold bout was the secondary sort of heavyweight title. Um, and it didn't used to be that case because you could have someone like a Randy Orton or whoever you know, uh, having the belt and it, you know, Triple H and it still being like, oh, they're, they're a world champion. But it did, it did start being utilized a bit more, I suppose, like you could say, maybe like the IC belt in the last few yeah, years yeah, up yeah. until recently. Um, but it does, it does have a cool look and controversially i was never that big a fan of the undisputed title look because to me it just looked small in comparison to the winged eagle like that was my favorite belt the um the original winged eagle or the the austin one the the winged falcon whatever it's called uh, i suppose it's the winged falcon the one that they had in 99 2000 which i guess was the slightly bigger one than the one that hogan had yeah that's the austin one yeah it was more of a circle than the wings kind of coming out of it yeah, uh, that was my favourite, just because that was. I've got my wrestling that. belt here. I thought about that. There you go. I'm ready, Ted. I've got it. Now, will you be defending that uh, at Clash of the Castle? Well, I'm definitely going to wear it at Clash of the Castle. I'm going to walk around town with it on my shoulder. Uh, <laughs> and if anyone wants to uh, challenge me for it, bring it on. Uh, there you go, wrestling. I did actually buy this. If anyone, I like, some bit of people know in the MOS history, I got, I swapped it for some ropey old Ghostbusters figures. That are not very good. Um, ow. And the guy didn't come around my house for ages. So uh, there we go. The wrestling belt is down. A uh, little tip if you want to hang your wrestling belts. And if you ever get a wrestling belt, just get two little drawing pins and stick it in the wall and it just clicks on. Uh, that should totally be a YouTube video I'll make. That'd be a very good it. YouTube video. I'm going to do it. That'd be the next YouTube video. YouTube, watch out, guys. I'm going to make it into a YouTube video. Uh, oh, yeah. The NXT UK title was a nice design. We should do a show on what's our favorite wrestling belts. That'd be quite good as well. That'd be a slow yeah. wrestling week. Uh, about uh, uh, wrestling news week uh, talking point test. We've got the yeah. next one. Uh, next one, oh August twenty first, two thousand and five. HPK oversells for Hogan. Horrible. SummerSlam takes place at the MCI Center in Washington D.C. The event is notable for Shawn Michaels facing Hulk Hogan in singles action for the first time. Hogan takes the win in what proved to be their only encounter. Have you seen this? I, so yeah, I didn't watch this at the time because I was lapsed at this time, but I have seen it since. What do you and think? I thought it was fucking hilarious. What? No, it's shit. <laughs> I hated it. I hated oh, it. Oh, it was brilliant. This made it me lose loads of respect for Shawn Michaels. Talk about CM Punk being a brat. Shawn Michaels was as well. <laughs> Completely ruined it. Ruined it. Ruined it. Wish we're here paying money to watch this wrestling match with one of these two guys bumping his knee. He acted like a child and ruined it. I do not agree. Here. This is awful. Are I, you fully on Hogan's side? I am one hundred percent on Hulk Hogan's side. One hundred percent. It was terrible jumping around like an idiot. <laughs> He's just like CM Punk. That if we were annoyed about CM Punk being annoyed about Hangman Page doing his Hangman Page going into business from that is exactly the same. Awful. And it was on a pay per view. Even worse. I sound like the wrestling nerd voice I do in real life right now because it annoyed me that much. Um, Quite actually. frankly, this was bullshit. <laughs> What do you think? Sorry, I just did not like it. Um, <laughs> I, I I thought this was just quite funny. And I guess it's because I knew 
Um, I'd only seen it because of hearing, you know, on WWE documentaries about this this match and you know seeing it on like tier lists and stuff or or well you're not tier lists but top ten blah blah blah. Um, I yeah I did think it was quite funny because, I mean I won't comment too much on Hogan but there's always been these things about politicking and I guess it's a business. I'm not going to say he made the most money out of everyone. Damn right. I'm, I'm not saying anything about Hogan's politicking. Um, but yeah, I did just think it was quite funny where it's like, I'll go out and do the match, but I'll make you look like an idiot. Terrible. What an idiot. I hate that. It's pay all this money to watch it. You know, we paid pay for your money at the time, people in the crowd, and he had like a fool, absolute fool. I, I mean, what I would say is his overacting is probably no different to what Natalia does each week. I'm, I'm saying that. I'm throwing that yeah, out At least there. she's not in a pay-per-view of one of the main events and two of the biggest wrestlers of all time. Just spoil. Awful. Awful. Uh, just go with it. You know know your role. Know your role, Shawn Michaels. This <laughs> whole Hogan in the main event of SummerSlam. Terrible. Awful. Ruin well, it. Fran- hate- franchise says HBK made Hulk look awesome. No, he didn't. It, the whole, it just made a mockery of the suspension of this week was completely gone. Oh man, got it. Buzz, I'm buzzing everyone. There you go. I'm buzzing. I'm buzzing people. It'll be interesting. If you want to phone up and argue with me about that, please do. I I would love it. I oh, definitely I want. Bericles has said since when was Hogan the Rock or Austin? Hogan is massive, Bericles. We talk about it. that's one reason why WCW was like as big as it was when he went over and turned turn. He he, he made wrestling become huge again in the nineties. The NWO, arguably. That's what was the inspiration for everything that happened afterwards, as far as I'm concerned, in my opinion. Hogan's turn was the catalyst for wrestling going into the boom. And I don't know uh, if Austin doing his, oh, Austin 316 says, I just whipped your ass, was definitely not the catalyst. Sorry, wrestling fans. If you want to argue with me, please do come in and we'll have a heated <laughs> debate about it. And I, 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 I hope we do. I'll just literally sit back with some popcorn because <laughs> there's a few various uh, views on, on yeah, most money. What, what about adjusted for inflation? Let's adjust it for inflation then and then see who made the most money. I'm sure it's not adjusted for inflation because wrestling never does that because wrestling always toots its own horn uh, when it's convenient. So they won't adjust it for inflation like movies do. Tez, you know adjusted for inflation, don't you? I, I'm aware of adjusted for inflation. Yeah. Yes, yeah. That should be a tag team. <laughs> <laughs> I'm showing you, IRS should be a manager of a tag team called Adjusted for Inflation. That'd be brilliant. Adjusted is just tagged in inflation. Inflation's running wild. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Come on, guys, let's let's talk about that. Get get me on the line. Get all heated. <laughs> I'll defend Hulk Hogan till till the end. Uh, in the wrestling world, um, definitely. Um, <laughs> so there we go, Tez. Uh, that's, I knew that would be get me all heated. Uh, I put I put it in there on purpose. I was like, God, oh, oh, I want to talk about this. So I did. Um, so now I'm heating. Now I've got to do the 211 quiz, which is going to ruin you. You have, oh yes. I'm, I especially need to do it because Bericles is on a losing streak and I need to uh, <laughs> beat him. Oh, God, I'm all heated now. This is not good timing to Ministry of Slam. Well, Ministry of Slam. I've, I've got myself hyped up over. I, I get all the show ready. I've got myself hyped up. Goodness me. <laughs> get yourself hyped up over something that was like, what, 17 yeah. years ago? <laughs> <laughs> You're starting to sound like a, a certain Canadian. Oh, I do, yeah. Oh, God. I'd love it if you phoned <laughs> in. I've got the button ready. Do it. I, I dare you. Right. Not, not oh, no, you, I, I meant I meant a champion. Oh, right. I thought you meant, I thought you meant the other one. We don't... No. I never say that. No. Kenny, we're not talking about you. We're talking about someone else who was around <laughs> before you started phoning. We really appreciate you phoning in. It's great. Thank you, Kenny. <laughs> Always really good. Honestly, mate. Really, really good. Um, it's someone else. <laughs> All right. Are you ready? To, you ready? 
Yeah, are you ready? We're definitely the, doing a bit of a high quiz. baseball right now, Tess. <laughs> right, ready? <laughs> yes. So if you don't know what a 211 quiz is, we have two minutes, 11 seconds, and we guess which wrestler's birthday's coming up. I uh, gave Tess some clues last week. He got it in 13 seconds, and this week Tess is going to give me some clues. And Barracles, who is also a host here on the MOS Network with Tony, is he's been stepping in for me when I've done a few gigs, has failed every week. So uh, we thought we'd uh, now it's the we cannot be worse than Barracles uh, challenge. Ready? Oh uh, yeah, are you ready? Let's go. Two eleven quiz okay. starts now. This wrestler was born 21st of August 1981 in Wolverhampton, England. Okay. They were trained by Abuelo Santos Sr. Ben Webb. Uh, oh, crap. No, I've read the wrong bit. Ignore that. Uh, they, they started their career at the age of 29 in Birmingham. Wow. Uh, they, fight, they appeared in Fight Club Pro between 2010 and 2020. Um, having a match with the Ring of Honor World Champion Davey Richards. They joined Shikara 2015. Um, uh, Okay, I can't really say about that because that gives it away. Um, In 2015, they also appeared in Insane Championship Wrestling. No idea. uh, Facing Mikey Whiplash at the O2 Academy in Birmingham. They've wrestled in progress quite extensively between 2016 and 2019. Um, they signed with the WWE 2016 as one of the 16 men competing in the two-night tournament to crown the first ever United Kingdom champion. Um, they oh god, I'm never gonna get in, this. In the first round, they defeated HC Dyer to advance no to the quarterfinal. Um, uh, they made their debut in NXT unsuccessfully challenging Tyler Bate for the United Kingdom Championship. He done? No. Oh. Um, on November the 11th, Trent uh, in Seven. the tag team, yes. Yeah, I did it! <laughs> Unbelievable! Unbelievable! And do you know what? I got it wrong straight away because the people I said that they were trained by, that's their ring names. I can't believe I just got that. I've only got released by WWE this week. That's the only name I remembered. Yes! Can't believe that. Okay. Congratulations to me. Congratulations. Yeah, so when I said trained by Abuelo Santo Senior and Ben Webb, no, that's their other ring names. I was looking at the wrong section. I would not have known that, Tez. I would not have <laughs> no, known I, that. I didn't know that Ben Webb was, a tough was his one real name. That was a tough one. I can't believe I got it. Literally, because his name was in the news. I was like, uh, Trent Seven? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes. Well, originally it was going to be Fanaki, but I thought, oh, Trent Seven makes a little bit more sense because it's been featured in the news. Great. I, I cannot believe I got that. Wow. Uh, there we go. There we go, Tez. That was that. Um, interesting. And I got it. Congratulations. We, we, we are champions of wrestling. Wrestling mm-hmm. um, knowledge, by the way, it seems. Fran, Fran McCann says, poor Bericles, not even there to defend himself from all these shots. Oh, he's already better for another show when um, Tez is going muscle show. I'm, yeah, I'm going to the Arnold Classic in Birmingham. And so, yes, uh, Barracles will be stepping in for me and hopefully redeeming himself in the 211 quiz. And also, guys, if you want to unlock the awesome new Ric Flair Wrestling Wins emoji, come and join the memberships. It's Ric Flair at his best. Um, there we go. Right. There we go. Is it time for calls? I think it's now time for the phone calls, yeah. Uh, Kenny Williams, I mumble when I speak. Do I? Oh. I think sometimes I do. I talk very fast. I do. I do mumble, yes. 
But there we go. Um, let's go. <laughs> for, let's for calls. go, yes. <laughs> what are we doing? Calls, sure right. Uh, here we go. Calls. I've got to get it. Uh, get the call link. Uh, I'm quite excited. I'm hyped up, Kenny. I'm hyped up. Um, that's why I talk very slowly during the Very Serious Wrestling promo. It makes me not mumble when I speak. Here we go. There's the link. Uh, Rick, I passed that on dry to pick me up. Woo! Yes, from King, yeah. There we go. Uh, but I can't believe I got that. That was quite quite incredible I got that then, Tez. Uh, what we got yeah, coming yeah. up on MOH this week, Tez? While we're waiting for calls to come in. Uh, so I think this week I've got some reviews. I watched the uh, the film Glorious about a, a uh, astrophysical god that lives in a glory hole. Um, it's as weird as it sounds. Uh, I'll be reviewing that. And then I'm also going to talk about the films, the cinematic career of John Carpenter, because I realized I've never done a show about him, and he's one of oh, my wow. favorite directors. Okay. The guy who did Halloween and The Thing and Prince of Darkness, among many, many others. Okay. So, yeah. I'm going to let in Dan first, Berkeley. So here comes Dan. Might be Dan from Chicago. I'm not sure. But here comes Dan. Dan is coming in to the show. Dan is oh, joining. Kenny, it's not, not a receipt. We weren't talking about you, honestly. I was referring to a Canadian world champion. Oh, and yeah, no, I wasn't talking about you, Kenny. I was talking about someone else. Uh, 100%, I promise you. I swear yeah. on Tez's life, it was someone who was here before you who wasn't very nice and was horrible in the Discord. So I was, uh, yes, that's, yeah, that's who I was talking literally about. weren't talking about you, Kenny. We were Don't 100% worry. were not taking talking about you. I swear on Meryl's life. Uh, you know, my partner. <laughs> so totally. And welcome to the show, Dan. How are you doing? Hey, Dan. Good, how are you guys doing? Can you hear me okay? We can hear you good, Dan. Welcome hey, all the way good. from Chicago. Oh, my camera's gone good. weird. Um, good to have you here, Dan. And uh, what's, what do you want to talk about, brother? Uh, CM Punk, what is his deal? What is going on with him? I'm, I, I'm not surprised by it, but right. how did they leak it out of the news? I don't know. I've got no idea, man. Um, yeah, no, I, I don't know. It's, it's strange, isn't it? Like, do you... Does it does it spoil wrestling for you though, in a way? No, not at all. Because if he's gonna be a a baby about stuff, then you know how I feel about that. Then maybe maybe he has Triple H on his on his speed dial. I doubt it, but I don't know. I don't know what to, I don't know what to think about this. Well, I, I don't know. What do you think is gonna happen on Wednesday? I think Moxley's re- uh, gonna win the title. Do you, do you, and do you think Punk's gone? Is that why they've rushed it? No, I think I think it's gonna be Hangman Page versus Punk, and then MJF versus Moxley. Really? Okay. Wow. You think now? And you think that would be heated enough for the um for the pay per view in two weeks? Wow, two weeks. What was that? I didn't hear what you said. Do you about. think that would be enough build for the pay per view in two weeks? Uh, yeah, because it's, it's kind of like a. I think it'll be okay. Right. Um, that's good, Dave. I'm, I mean, it's strange, isn't it? Do you, do you think it's a bit rushed having um, having um, the match on Wednesday? Yeah, uh, I was kind of like, what the hell? <laughs> you know, when they announced it, I'm like, uh, am I hearing this right? Yeah, and yeah. And then when the, news, yeah. when the news came out about Punk, I'm like, uh-oh. I'm like, either something's, you know, okay, if the match happens... At like the top of the hour at seven o'clock, you know, the first match of the night, we'll get a clean finish. But if it happens at like the end of the night, I think we're gonna get a screw job finish. AEW doesn't do a lot of screw job finishes though, does it? That's a thing. It does tend to like doing proper finishes. So. No, but if you get a if you get a main event at like eight you know, you know, forty five, 
and then shows you know and at the, and at the top of the hour I don't see that being a a clean finish at that you know at the end of the show like that yeah yeah I know um I mean I'm still quite hyped for the match I feel but oh my I so don't like I don't like the backstage stuff getting in the way of wrestling. That's one problem with wrestling. It, we t- we tend to allow it to get in the way of just watching the story develop. Um, as wrestling fan, it does tend to happen quite a bit. Um, we need to all learn not to do that and just enjoy it for what it is in a way. Uh, I guess. Um, and I'm still hyped for the match on Wednesday. I think I think it's going to be Me good. Me too. Yeah, man. At, at first, when Punk cut the promo on Hey Man, I was like, "What?" Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what? And then he brushed it off. I'm like, okay, I thought that was just punk being punk. And I didn't really think of anything about it until they booked a match, you know, for next week, for this coming week. Yeah. You know, Moxley versus punk. And I'm just like, what is happening here? I'm not, like I said, I'm not surprised because I've been hearing that Tony Khan's kind of being a little difficult as well. So maybe the honeymoon is just about, I'm not saying the company's ever going to fold. I'm not saying that I don't want it yeah. to fold, but I just think the honeymoon period is over now with AEW. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I th- All right. Okay. So Dan, Wednesday aside, what is your feelings one year out of CM Punk being in AEW? Do you think it's been a success? Are you happy with it? I mean, you're a Chicago native. What's your feelings on the whole thing? One year since he's um, arrived. I've been happy that he's back, and I'm happy with it, but you can't really tell me to put aside what happened this weekend because now it's just so weird that it's to the date now that there's issues now. Yes. To the date. There is, yeah. Yeah, there will be, yeah. I get. I see. One year since he arrived, there's now issues. And do you think that's a common thing with this, this guy? Does he just bring issues with him Anywhere he goes, it seems like it. It seems like during that promo that Triple H did with uh, him and uh, Punk with the contract signing, that it only he's only happy when things benefit CM Punk. Well, duh, I get that part. Who isn't happy? Who okay? You don't want to lose, but he said when he came into AEW that he wants to help and put over young talent. Well, obviously there's a problem because I never want to. I put out a tweet with one of my buddies saying that I don't want him to think of him being a CM Hogan, but he's being a, a CM Hogan. If, you know, he doesn't want to put put over Adam Page where he goes, oh, it doesn't work for me, brother. Well, that's not cool either, you know? Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, I don't know. It's it's a shame that... Do you, but, okay, let's say Wednesday didn't happen and he just came out and cut a promo on Moxley. Let's forget this Hangman Page thing that happened. How do you feel a that year out awesome. since then? That, that you, was an awesome promo. It, he's great at promos, isn't he? And then those two just banging heads with each other and brawling. That is really cool. Do you think that was kind of sloppy, though, too? Like the 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 pull-apart fight when, you know... I always think they're sloppy. Yeah. yeah that, that I've never was. seen a pull-apart brawl where it's looked... It, it serves a purpose, uh, um, but Lesnar, I've never seen a good one. Lesnar and Taker had a couple of them that were really, really good. They were probably the best. The Lesnar Taker ones were probably the best, mm. and that's it. I yeah. think all of them look silly because how can brawls can happen? Some like, oh, it's the silly, you know, suspension of disbelief. How can you can stop brawls now, but then other people can run down the ring and interfere in matches? It just seems a bit silly. I don't I think they right. need to get rid of those things. They're, they're not yeah. great. When yeah. when the promo when the promo happened and then they came to blows, I'm like, darn it! Why couldn't? Why do they have to touch? 
Yes. Like, shit. I was like, why? They just killed it. So, Wait till the pay-per-view. So, Dan, Tez was saying that uh, possibly having this match Wednesday could maybe ruin or make, make the all-out main event not be so good. Do you feel the same? Uh, yes, they touched. Kind of. Right. Okay. But do you think you would have been more built up for the main event of All Out if if this was just going to be the main event in two weeks' time? Oh, tonight? yeah. I'm like, I told my wife, I'm like, sweet, this is going to be awesome. Right. I said it right off the bat. I was so excited for it. So excited for it. And then I'm like, Wednesday, what what, what is happening? Okay. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I was super excited. But then I guess we just got to see what happens Wednesday, haven't we? I'm still excited for that. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be good. Yeah. So what do you think is going to happen either at the top of the hour or the main event? Main event, it'd be a long one. It'd be, it'd be, it'd go on for it. They'll build it up. They'll try and get people to tune in. Tune in at 9.50, you know, tune in. We're going to go to the main yeah. event. They'll try and get people to yeah. tune in. Do do all sorts of promotion for it. Loads. Do you get a screwed off finish or do you think you'll get a clean finish? I think if if it's not going to be a clean finish, it'll be some form of draw because they don't like to do screw job stuff. So you've been hearing reports about MJF. What do you think of that? I will be interested to see how he comes in and what the reception is. Uh, I tend to feel that when the wrestling community has a vibe going, which seems to be swayed to the to the side of maybe being a wee bit negative on Punk, that tends to be the general consensus of a lot of the wrestling community. So potentially having MJF come in and cost Punk the belt could get a huge pop in from that crowd, maybe. What are you, wow, what a difference a year makes. Totally, dude. The the, the 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 pendulum of wrestling vibes swings both ways, and it swings quite quickly. And you can yeah. get, you know, you can get a guy cutting an amazing program. Look at FTR; they were a great tag team, but they're the biggest babyface yeah. tag team in wrestling right now. And they didn't really do anything babyface to become no. such a super popular wrestling tag team. Really, did they? They weren't get didn't get a beat down or anything like that from anyone. A classic wrestling storyline. They just done some great matches, and everyone loved them. Yeah. I was super excited when Kenny Omega came back and then the match happened. I was like, oh no, did he come back too soon? I think that was clever working. Mm-hmm. He was working the match injured on purpose, okay. dude. And I think he got okay. and I think that's quite clever of them. And I don't think he'll yeah. he's limiting his moves before the final of that trios tournament, I feel. Yeah. Super happy he's back. I am too. Ooh. He's great. I I, yeah. I I all all this punk stuff aside, I want to see a punk Kenny feud. That's what I yeah, that's what I was hoping too. Yeah. You know, like I thought that that was going to be at uh, Chicago earlier in the summer when they did the Forbidden Door. I thought it was going to be Team Japan with Kenny Omega on Team Japan, and I thought I was going to be against Punk. Yeah, yeah, that would have yeah. been great. Totally, man. And I tell you what, I also wouldn't mind seeing as well. Um, I know it's not super hype for it, and you've probably already seen it. I, a Christian unleashed from AEW, from WWE speak yeah. against Punk. I wouldn't mind seeing that as well in a short mini feed oh, yeah. for three That'd or four weeks. Too. That'd be cool. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited for Jungle Boy versus yes. uh, Christian too. Are you going to All Out, uh, Dan? It's in your home. No, I'm going to get on pay-per-view. Cool. I am so lazy. I've not been to a, a show... Since twenty, since the network debuted, right? <laughs> I have not been to anything, and I really want to go to an AEW show. But then I read that tickets, ringside seats, were like five hundred bucks a pod. Wow, that's nothing compared to Cardiff. I think they're about two thousand pounds yeah. a pop. <laughs> so it's crazy, it's man. Like a lot. Yeah, I mean, we're sitting up in the sticks, and they were quite expensive up there. So at the Cardiff show, um, but yeah, I'd rather just click. 
I'd rather just click it and watch it. <laughs> well, Tez and me want to see augmented reality in real life. So that's why we're going. Yeah. <laughs> um, so. But Dan, thanks for calling in, brother. Appreciate it. Thank you. Cheers, How you guys mate. doing? Well, we're doing doing good. Good. Yeah, we're great, man. Good. Very much enjoying and appreciating everyone calling in being here. It's really, really cool. So thanks, Dan. Always great to connect oh. with you, brother. Oh. Everybody stay safe. Cheers, Brett, mate. You Have a good one. Bye-bye. 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 Cool. That was Dan from Chicago, uh, Tez, calling in all the way from Chicago. Great to have him here. And always good to connect with Dan. Dan, an old school uh, caller from um, MOS back in the day. And um, he's still here. It's really, really cool. So um, we're going to now admit Bericles in to the chat. This should be interesting. Here comes Bericles, the host of Tony's with another great show that was up in the podcast network. If anyone else wants to call in, here is the link of posting it up in in the uh, call. But uh, Bericles, welcome to the show. Hello. How you doing, mate? Hello. I'm good. I'm good. Great to I have just, you here. Um, Mike sounds good. Yeah, I've moved it closer to my mouth, which is uh, hmm. apparently a thing you got to do with microphones. Yes. <laughs> I just want to ask a quick question. Why do you guys keep coming to Birmingham when I'm working the show? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, so Tez is coming to Birmingham, which is my hometown. Oh, and yeah. I'm working MOS. And you were, you were at Birmingham and I was working MOS. What's going on? Uh... Is it all just a desperate attempt to avoid me? I don't book book where I'm going. It's not me who's got anything to do with it. But uh, and Tez, 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 Tez did say that he wants to go to Birmingham and uh, well, maybe you want to go. I Tez. mean, it's it's hang with Bericles or potentially see childhood heroes Jean Claude Van Damme and Arnold Schwarzenegger and a bunch of buff dudes throwing stuff around in strongman yeah. MMA. And I thought, I'm sorry, Bericles. Fair enough. Fair. But that enough. sounds cool. I won't hold it against you too much this time. <laughs> but I warn you, if you start going to like the good food show. <laughs> Well, that's next on the list. <laughs> Go once in like five years because it's the same thing every year. <laughs> but anyway, how are you guys doing? We're good, mate. Having a good, having good. a good show. It's good, good to be here. I'd like to talk a little bit about this uh, first. Another, but before I forget, I got Trent Seven way before you did, Lawrence. Way be- the chat. <laughs> I, I don't. Good. I completely agree with you. I, I don't doubt you got Trent Seven. That was literally only because his name was in the news. I got that. I would never have got that. That was my hardest one. I guessed and I got it. I didn't know any of the clues and thought, oh, that's definitely Trent Seven. I guessed and got it. <laughs> awesome. But uh, I can't get it when it matters, but I can get it. Yes. <laughs> so I want to talk to you about this CM Punk situation. Go for it. I am. I was one of the people that were like, oh, Cody's working us. He's not going anywhere. Yeah. He's going to sign a contract and it's going to be a heel turn. So I'm beginning to think, like, maybe this is trouble, maybe, but um, CM Punk is an arsehole. Oh. He'll he'll tell you he's an arsehole. Right. He doesn't care that he's an arsehole. Right. Uh, he, he created backstage problems in ROH. He created backstage problems in WWE. I've got no... It doesn't shock me that there are backstage problems in AEW. Right. What shocks me is that people are shocked by it because there are, there are countless stories of like, oh, Punk wasn't happy, so nobody was happy. Yeah. Uh, and the thing is, to be a top guy, you kind of have to have that ridiculous level of ego. I mean, look at your guy. Look at Hogan. Yeah. Hogan had a ridiculous ego. Um, Justified. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't be a fan without Hogan, but at the same time, like, I'd, I'd wish he'd put some people over. He did. But, Look at Brock Lesnar. Went out. You let him 
bloody uh, yeah, bloody the, bear hug him to death. Yeah, look at one guy. Yeah, <laughs> Kurt Angle, Jericho, Triple H, loads of people during that period of time. Because put Undertaker. The difference people are saying, oh, Punk isn't putting people over. There is a vast difference between losing and putting someone over. Well, look at Brian with Daniel Garcia. He lost. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Garcia lost, has, uh, lost that better. match on Wednesday. Is, is he arguably a bigger star after Wednesday? I'd argue that Punk did that with Darby Allen. Darby Allen may have lost, mm, but he's mm. damn good doing it. I don't think so. I think the well, stuff, I, the stuff the failure, thing is the failure is to to uh, to follow up, isn't it? What's what's he done since the Punk thing? He took uh, Punk to he took Punk to the limit, and then they've done nothing with him. Yeah, but I get agreed. I I don't feel that Darby. I myself don't feel like Darby is a bigger star after after that Punk match myself. Fair enough. I. I uh, MJF, you put MJF over. I, yeah. I think he, I think it, his his version of like putting someone over is having a great match with them. Maybe not losing. But do um, we really what? think Punk match? I've not watched a Punk match. Sorry, just being like, I mean, I'm not a work great wrestling fan type guy, but the matches, the most standout matches in the last twelve months will definitely be Kenny versus Hangman, well, I hate Brian Kenny. versus Kenny. You know, and and even Christian versus Kenny on that di- on that rampage feud like a little while ago. So I'm just talking about AEW work great matches. Yeah. Well, here's I, the thing: I you can't know, stand not Kenny. A punk one. Oh, really? Wow. I think Kenny, even though is he looks a like a parody. Pasta. I think par- I think I think Kenny is a parody of of pro wrestler. His movements around the ring are incredibly exaggerated, and it really winds me up. Right. Uh, like it, it, he's very athletic, he's very theatrical, isn't he? Yeah, and it's just enough to the point where it's like. I don't like it. I get that he's incredibly athletic. I've seen him live. Him in the box versus Mustache Mountain and um, Butch. I can't remember his real name now. To be Pete, Dunn. With that. Pete Dunn. I saw that at Fight Club Pro. That was an amazing match. Don't get me wrong. It's fun to watch that stuff live. But on TV, I'm just kind of like, oh, he's going to do the run because he's raised his leg and done the whole arms up in the air thing. Like he's going to start running like he's on right. Baywatch. Yeah. So for me, Kenny doesn't do it for me. Danielson does it for me. I think right. Punk's, I think Punk's in a totally different league than Kenny and the Bucks because really? again the Bucks are the same thing. The, I never see the Bucks try and win. It's always right. I'm going to go for this ridiculous move. Okay, um, but to each their own. Like enough people love Kenny and the Bucks, and I'm not. I don't like hate them. Hate them. I just don't get the. I don't get the the love. The Miguel in chat is just I can't help but notice the Omega mannerisms since Cornette pointed them out. Yeah, it, yeah, that, that that kind of you know, as soon as it gets pointed out to you, you are kind of like he he does do that. That is that's quite annoying, right? And I think that look, I'm not here to just bury Kenny because I do I do think he's got value, and I do think him coming back is huge. And I agree with you that him messing up those moves in that match is Story. a great work. Yeah, yeah, a, because he's wearing all that gear, he's wearing the shoulder strap. And the he's the dressed like Randy work. Savage when he turned up in right. TNA, and he'll I mean, just fr- frowned the can said Kenny wearing a t-shirt like Ric Flair, pulling <laughs> a flare on us. Get but your lips out. But the thing is, every match in that tournament, he's going to lose a little piece of that armor. You know, he's, he 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 lost the he lost the the shoulder strap in in this match. For that by that last match, he'll be the Kenny of old. I think is what you're going to get. He'll be in his final form, like Final Fantasy. Yes. Well, he is a big. He is a big anime fan so i imagine he would be like oh sell great yeah. i'll do that story yeah um but it's i think punk will either be causing massive problems and want to leave 
which is it's plausible. Yeah. Or I think that someone interferes in the main event and they make it a three way. They haven't done a three way in a in a um have no they have done, haven't they? Have they, they done, done a three way? Pack Kenny and Jungle Boy or something, I can't remember. In a, in was a that free, the main, in the main event? event? Yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. Okay, well they've okay, well let's say they I think they're either gonna do that. And the other thing is Moxley obviously doesn't want a wrestling match. He doesn't wrestle wrestling matches anymore. He wrestles he wrestles ridiculous barbed wire glass tables, etc. etc. matches. Yeah. Bloody, so I can see it being like we'll use this as an excuse to up the match to a bloody ridiculous no DQ contest. The thing is with Punk returning this soon, I think you wanna consolidate the belts as quickly as you can. Yeah. Right? And then I want to think that Punk's just returned. You've only got three weeks because it's the day after Clash of the Castle, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I know. So that's going to be one heck of a weekend. Yes. Um, and I think you're, you want to do that story as quick as you can because you don't want the two, two, two champions hold, hanging around with the two belts. Yeah. And I think in order to make it a bigger thing, I think they shot themselves in the foot because people thought it was a big deal to start with. But I thought they were like, well, we need to make a stipulation match. That's obviously where Moxley feels comfortable at the moment. So I'm expecting either a run-in to make it a three-way or a double DQ or something like that, because they don't do that very often. I can't see it being a time limit draw. Moxley will bleed to death. <laughs> you, you can't help it. It'll, 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 it'll blade three seconds in and that'll be it. Right. Um. But they're, they're, they're not getting worse. It's just WWE are getting better. And you can see that happening. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> you can you can see the... Um, sorry. The, you can see the gap closing. Right. And I think <laughs> I think they've, they've lost that, the darling of the internet status. Right. I'm desperately trying to, trying to ignore this title that is just popping up. But um, I think that they've lost that darling of the internet status. I think WWE have closed that gap. Right. I'm now looking forward to Clash of the Castle, which I wasn't even two weeks ago. Right. I was just kind of like, I can't wait to see the MOS guys and yeah, yeah. hang around some people and do all that kind of thing. And now I'm sort of like, ah, this could be a good, this could be a good card. Yeah, it'd be good. And with, and with AEW, it's just kind of like, slow down, slow down. Don't, don't give us everything all at once. Yeah. It's getting very impact. It is a little bit like that, mate. A little bit like Impact. Uh, we'll like find Ram- out. Even the Miguel's just put in chat. AEW needs to do something special because I don't understand why I put their biggest match on Dynamite unless it's just for ratings. I don't. I think they're they're still pretty happy with the ratings, as far as I know. I've not yeah. heard anything about uh, Discovery being upset with them. They're still. I think it's top top five for the week, or yeah. at least the top five. So I can't see how anybody's going to be mad with them, apart from maybe the violence. I keep expecting people to be like. Do you mind not doing glass yeah, matches yeah, yeah, yeah. and barbed wire matches on TV? Yeah, but man. That's going to be one heck of a pay-per-view. Like I said, one heck of a weekend. Yeah, it's going to be a good weekend. It's going to be yeah. good. Should be exhausting. But Mox and Punk, I think I think we're going to get the first kind of, to use an insider term, a smaz, a kind of like brawl to the back or something like that where they just can't stop hitting each other. 
Yeah, yeah, okay. There's one thing they have done, they've they've established that hatred, and it's come from nothing really. So they can't keep their hands with each other. They did two brawl segments on Dy- on Dynamite, and I was like, okay, if you'd have done this with M- MJF, I'd have bought it. But this just seems like you're desperately trying to set up that you hate each other. Well, I don't know. I mean, they're just heated. They're both passionate guys for the belts, I guess. I don't know, dude. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I don't know, man. It's uh, it's one of those... We'll just have to see what happens on Wednesday. I think that's the thing. We can, is, we can second great, guess it. Which is yeah. exactly what you want, really, isn't it? Totally, mate. Totally. Totally. Um... But yeah, dude, thank, thanks for filling in. We've got Francis I'll on. Get the no, it's fine. Um, thank you for filling in. Thank you for the awesome episode of Turn Years. Um, if one wants to check yeah. us on the podcast feed and also on um, YouTube, and the podcast now goes out to everywhere Audible, Stitcher, Amazon, always good places. Just search the MOS Network or Ministry of Slam, Ministry of Horror. It'll pop up in podcast feeds. Um, thanks very much for your hard work. No, thank you for your hard work, mate. Appreciate it. And See you uh, later. let's get the franchise on the line. But thank you, Bericles, for phoning in, brother. Sure. Yeah, thanks, we'll dude. see you later. Goodbye. It's the franchise. He's coming in. This is going to be interesting. Here we go. He's joining. And if anyone else wants to phone in, the phone lines are still open off of the franchise call. Uh, Please do call in. There's a link in chat. Appreciate it. Franchise is joining. He's joining. He's joined. How you doing, franchise? You here? Welcome. It's a franchise? How how is everybody on this glorious weekend? We are good, mate. We are good. Have you bought your tickets for Cardiff yet? No. I I I was I thought bad, but there's no yeah. I'm just I've got I have other commitments that week, so I won't be able to go. Unbelievable! But I can watch it on BT Sports too because they're showing the show on there. So, well, that's good. that's good. Um, so what do you want to talk about, mate? Well, um, I want to talk about two things. I I like to thank WWE because they put Maximum Male Models a theme song on YouTube now, which is quite cool. <laughs> So, so now that's on there, do you tend to, when you're getting ready for the day, you're like, oh, set the mirror up, full length mirror, and you're like, I'm going to put that theme song on now. I've been waiting for this for weeks, and I'm going to dress myself while I'm looking in the mirror, listening to this Maximum <laughs> when, Male Model song. When he wants to titillate the juices of your whatever oh, desire, whatever pleasure. it is. Yeah, guilty guilty pleasures. Pleasure. <laughs> yeah, you've got it right. You hit it on the nose. No, I want to talk about NXT Europe, so... Go for it. Um, I don't know. Oh, one way it's, it's sad that's um, what's with NXT UK. I think the writing on the wall's there for a while. Yeah. But I think maybe with Triple H is like that, but I'm going to say something that's a little bit controversial. Are we actually going to see NXT here or they're going to pull, or they might be pulling the bait and switch? And what's the, what are they switching to then? Nothing happening. Nothing. Like, no, that could possibly happen. No, well, you think, the thing is that uh, I'm thinking of a business head in my. The thing is, if you look at all the releases of the wrestlers for NXT UK, majority of them, you have a, a meal like literally the French, literally one of the French stars. If you're going to do NXT Europe, why would you get why would you get rid of your literally French star if you're going to go to European markets? Yeah, but again, also, they got rid of carrying Cross and brought him back, so they could be just releasing these guys, letting them go work somewhere else, earn a bit of money. Yeah, but the thing is, like, at the moment, I think they're going to show level up instead of um, NXT UK. One way I feel a bit sad, but it's like, one way I don't, because with, like, at the moment on Network, on Peacock, on Network in the UK, or Peacock in America, for American people out there, um, you get to see um, ICW and Progress. Yeah. So one way, yeah, okay, you've got British wrestling on there as well. And it's not like the, the, a lot of the stars don't, 
don't have companies to go to. You've got like a lot of the Americans, like UK talent, going to some of them coming up to America. And then you've got like Ginny, um, literally Gallus, the Gallus boys now. Um, you've got Tyler. So like, that'd be interesting yeah. to see what's happening there. But I hope they do keep the UK title lease for a while. Like literally maybe having like a dual championship. Do you like, think they could bring back the European championship? If I would like it, if, yeah, I'd like to see that, but who knows? It it could be a possibility, but the thing is, like, would they want to? Would they shut down the UK performance center and relocate to Europe? I think they may be using UK as a base, but then there might be problems with uh, Brexit if they're based in UK traveling yeah, to Europe I mean, to put on shows. Because yeah. trust me, as a musician, it's a pain in the ass. Um, yeah. But I'm, I'm I'm glad we did it. But I, but one way, I'm not surprised politics. that if it was me, I would have probably announced it after the UK pay-per-view if you wanted to get rid of the, like, literally shut down NXT UK. I would have done it after Clash of the Castle because... Yeah, it does the, put a bit of a sour note on NXT UK with it being... Um, yeah, it's, know, like, it's like going to a sandwich machine and find out there's no sandwich on the machine. It's it like, does, or just one sandwich. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, but, no, but it's what... what the thing is, there are a lot of great stars in there as well, so it'd be interesting to see, um, like, practically as a show. But it's like, I don't know, it's like Fran saying, literally, Shark Show, level up. But the thing is that level up is literally, there's no other show they can really show on the net on the network at the moment because they're still going to fulfill the obligation to BT Sports as well. So yeah. that's the reason why the, the level up is like, level up's a good program anyway to watch if I... I enjoy watching it on um, like YouTube and stuff like that. So, and I think NXT at the moment is a superior product. Maybe something like Dynamite because I be honest, I'm not impressed by Dynamite last couple of weeks. Are you not hyped for um, Wednesday's match? No, because to be honest, it's, it's it's not. It's a bit of a quick build. The thing is, when you look at me, maybe because um, CM Punk didn't want to lose in Chicago, uh, but <laughs> they're going to have to pull something really big out of the out of the pockets Tony Khan needs to do something big if he's going to like get this get this match over like you could have MJF I think the match is already over mate to be fair it's you mean what happens afterwards yeah but the thing is to be honest I haven't been uh, this is going to sound bad for me to say I'm not really hugely impressed with Punk's year in AEW so far I just think it's the the problem is it's too much hype and he's not delivered Right. Were you a fan of him back in, you know, the Fed or in ROH? I was WWE. I was a bit of a fan. Like I enjoyed like when he came back at first, but then it's like, but I was more of a Cena fan at that time as well. Like I think the, the, like the biggest mistake WWE made at times like when Cena won the title. Like, uh, no, so when Cena lost the title at like Money in the Bank, they should have just like left him CM Punk to have that have a bit longer break and not bring him back straight away. Yeah, and yeah. I not kind of sell it, but the thing is, like with CM Punk, yeah, he was overindulged and stuff like that. But I don't know. I've not been. I just don't see. For me, I just don't see what impact he's made in AEW as a, as a whole. If someone can tell me that, I'd be more than. Do what you I think if he wasn't there, the hype for AEW would still be at the same level then? Well, to be honest, it's like if you didn't have. If you took CM Punk out of the equation, it's not like AEW would still survive. They've still got a lot of other wrestlers. Yeah, it wasn't really a lesser show with this month through or three months off he, he had off, was it, really? Yeah, what do you think about And they've the lost MJF as well. He hasn't been on the telly for this period of time. The only thing he's done is sold T-shirts. 
That's oh, it. He's had oh, a few good wrestling matches, but I don't think he's put people over as much as some people yeah. think it might but, be. And, and then it's like ironic when he used to say, like him when he was in when he was in WWE, he's like he's saying like, oh, he's like he people was getting over and such like that. But I don't know. It's just for me. It's like I like I enjoy. Sometimes I do watch AEW. I'm not going to say I don't watch it every single week. It's just for me. I find the women's division more exciting than say the male well, division. At the well, moment. of course you do because they can do OnlyFans while they're there. We, I mean, that's that's clearly obvious. Well, on um, what's it on? Like literally on WWE now. Like you've got some of the stars like doing um, like of third party deals now as well which is pretty so good you're, so I mean, you're very happy still that that's coming to play because Scarlett Bordeaux's only for only fans can still exist even though she's re-signed re with the Fed <laughs> no comments <laughs> <laughs> right no, franchise no. what sandwiches have you eaten this week you ready okay. yeah okay go for it right well one of the main sandwiches I had was like a nice chicken sandwich like with all the toppings on it but one I've had as well, which is like, it's a bit like a, it's a crossover. It's Ooh. between a sandwich and lasagna. It's a less sandwich. So Le it's sandwich. like two, yes, a lasagna in between two slices of bread. How like do they, how do they combine a sandwich and lasagna? Well, you have the bread and then you have all the lasagna stuff in the middle. The taste, the taste wow. It's like, you have, to, you have to work hard like afterwards. The sandwich. You're done, mate. Yeah. There we I'm go. Sure. Thank yeah. you very much, the sandwich. You're, you're just ripping us now, franchise. Yeah. No, one last thing is like now, Pluto, they've got some amazing channels. You should give it a gander. How was lasagna a sandwich? Just Well, well, you think about yeah, you have a lasagna and you have it bread in the middle. Yeah. What? It's genius. To be fair, I've put mac and cheese in a sandwich before. Mm, okay. <laughs> <laughs> don't you judge me, franchise. Uh, I don't know. Ask Selena Gomez to okay. see if that sandwiches. There we go. Okay, we'll find out. But, dude, oh, thank dear. you very much for phoning in. Anytime. Appreciate it. All right, mate. I'll see you later. See you later, Bye-bye. 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 Uh, there we go, uh, Tez. That was my window's gone weird. I have to just adjust that. But th there you go, Tez. That was the franchise phone in. We have people phoning in all the way from Chicago. If anyone else wants to phone in, the phone lines are still open for a bit. Um, but Tez, um, what have you got coming up on Mystery Horror this week? So it sounded a very, very good show. And this week's show about the animals was great. I enjoyed the animals attack. Uh, are yeah, you going to yeah, do a Jaws show, though? A Jaws show? Um, uh, maybe at some point. Maybe. Um, no, this this week's show, we got reviews, uh, including... Well, there's one film that I've already forgotten what it was. So that's a good uh, that's a good sign. Um, but I'm going to be reviewing a Shudder-exclusive film called Glorious. Right. I will say, I was going on a little bit of a rant, Amazon have recently changed, or Prime have recently changed their interface. And it does look a bit nicer, but it's a lot harder to find like your channels if you oh. subscribe to things like uh, Full Moon or Shudder. They're pain in the ass with that. The best um, interface be for that. streaming platforms is Apple TV, I have to say. Apple TV, yeah. Then things on I've had trials on there before, but I just never end up watching anything on there. Right, yeah. Um, but no, we're going to be talking about uh, the films of John Carpenter, a very famous horror director, created the Halloween series that we know and love, uh, along with a whole bunch of other films. Did so, he yeah, do a film be... with John Bon Jovi in Hunting Vampires? No, John Bon Jovi was in a sequel 
and I think he did Vampires too, because Vampires, which is a John Carpenter film, the lead vampire is played by Terry Silver. No. Yeah. Is he really? I didn't even realize that because so, he does was look it quite all about revenge. Um, I mean, ter- the guy I can't remember the actor's name, but he plays a badass king vampire in that film, and it's got James Woods as a vampire hunter who's absolutely mental. So Bon Jovi is the sequel now, isn't he? He's the vampire hunter, isn't he? Yeah, I'm sure it's either. It's either a Dust Till Dawn sequel, or I think it is Vampires 2 that's got John Bon Jovi in it. Wow. I've never seen that one. Um, I don't imagine it's that good. Maybe I could go to some conventions, pretend to be him from the film. You could. <laughs> Star of Vampires 2 and soundtrack for Young Guns 2. It's uh, this guy who sometimes dresses up, it helps him. But um, there we go, man. Uh, there we go. Yes, good. Thank you for everyone being here. Everyone's talking about Cobra Kai in the chat room now. Does this mean a Cobra Kai podcast might happen? Find out if... Uh, oh, uh, Baby Ice, it was Vampires 2 with John Bon Jovi and yeah. Find out, guys. Oh. If you, it starts September 9th. Um, do, you, do you watch Cobra Kai, Tez? I do, and I do thoroughly enjoy it. Uh, for me, and I know, I know you don't like um, Stranger Things, but for me, Cobra Kai is another one of those Netflix series that I just can't help but binge. Oh, no, I find me... It's watched it all on new year's eve it came out new year's eve and we finished it all by the end of that first day of this year no new year's eve was it new year's eve? Whatever. we watched it it was all done um yeah I, I loved it i loved it i mean i haven't really ever got any complaints about cobra kai i mean yeah you could say like uh, do people that do karate ever really have actual fights probably not but it's entertaining and i used to do karate as a kid so i grew up with the karate kid films oh, loved right. them Love the series. Yeah. Oh, I've got like trophies everywhere um, from doing the kata, which is the non-fighting stuff. The fighting stuff I was crap at because I've got really slow reactions. Right? Do you know who's nearly but, a black belt that I know? Uh, um, No. Meryl's mum. Really? She's badass. She's oh, the damn. Terry Silver of female uh, karate masters. Oh. Yeah. Damn, so don't, uh, don't don't mess with Meryl's mum. Yeah, right. Um, no, yeah, I like I like Crikey. Do you? I mean, let's just let's just have a sidebar on Cobra Kai. The chat room's loving it. Um, do you not feel? I mean, I love Cobra Kai, Damien. I love it. Yeah, season three, when spoilers of season three, when Daniel goes to Okinawa and talks yeah. to oh, what's her name? Oh, I can't remember her name. Um, the girl he saved from Crikey Two. I mean, man, and I was crying my eyes out because of the letters from Mister Miyagi. I was I was bawling. I was crying loads. I just slightly feel now uh, he's getting a little bit silly in terms of oh, this this karate they're just taking over the whole whole of whole of uh, whole of the area. I mean, goodness me! Like, okay, that's, I, I, it's a little we, bit silly. We've had quite a number of instances now where, okay, Daniel and Johnny, we, we've got our differences, but now we're pals. Oh, we actually make good friends. No, you've upset me now. Yeah, now we yeah, don't yeah, like yeah, each other. Yeah, They've yeah. they are. It's difficult because they are retreading quite a lot of the same things each season, but yeah. at the same point, it's still very entertaining. Like I have to admit, like um, when Hawk redeemed himself, saving his mate who can't really fight that well, I thought that was badass. That was probably one of my favorite. Dimitri, well, actually, two two moments, and it does involve two of the non-main characters. When Dimitri threw threw Hawk into that cabinet at the end of I think season one. Yeah, I thought that was badass because he was finally defending himself. Yeah, yeah. And when Dimitri was getting his ass kicked, and then Hawk was like, "You know what? Actually, I am being a right bell end." And then comes and they team up. I was like, "Yes, come on, 
it's so good for that because that was cool really, yeah we don't really get proper badass action stuff these days like anything that's action these these days seems to be crazy cgi um like you know not 90s action was yeah 80s and 90s action was the best where it was just badass moments and i'm not saying this is 80s and 90s action because it's got all the teen drama and stuff. But I do just find when you have those moments of people just kicking the crap out of each other, it's so good. I love that bit. I love Johnny Lawrence training. Like the, the, Johnny mm. Lawrence is the best character in this program. I think he's absolutely fantastic. In whatever setting yeah. you put Johnny Lawrence in modern life, he's the best part of, of Karate Kid. And the, the callbacks, stuff like, you know, like that moment with Chosen, uh, you know, the, the guy who tried, Chosen tried to kill and uh, the girl and Daniel saved her and Karate Kid 2. Even Chosen. And Chosen beat, you know, fighting yes. Daniel in season three. I mean, did you watch Karate Kid 1, 2, and 3 before Cobra Kai? You've obviously seen them because you, oh, were, you yeah. were a karate so, master. Um, um, I did, 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 so I credited in Sept. Right. Um, so I only saw the second one much later than I saw the first and the third because I grew up loving the first film. And even though the third film's plot is mental... I did really like the third film just because it is a bit over the top. And bonsai and trees are amazing. I've got to say, really hard to look after. Have you ever tried it? It's the net because you're a karate master test. Did you ever try and keep a keep a bonsai tree? Uh, I tried to grow one and it never grew. It's <laughs> so hard to look after bonsai trees. Pain in the ass, man. Um, but the story there, where it's like he's got this scholarship, whatever, and then he ends up just going, ah, nah, nah. I don't need to spend money on that. And Daniel is a bit of a bit of a bell end in that film. But yeah. it was cool. Uh, the second film I didn't see till much later on. The second film does have some really cool second fight sequences. Brilliant in Okinawa. I love it. Yeah. It's so good. Such good vibes. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't really like the remake because it's not karate. It's Kung Fu, the one with Jaden Smith. I thought that was crap. Yeah. Um, and I've not actually seen all the way through the next Karate Kid. Uh, Hilary, Swank. Hilary Swank. That and Fran Kansas have they bought Hilary Swank on? Not yet. Not yet. Fran the Cannon. No, That'd be season six. Yet. I think what well, this could be the end of it and then would maybe do a Cobra Kai movie for Netflix five series in yeah, a movie bit you can't there's there's not much more that they can cover because at the end of the day it is it is like a under 18s karate tournament there's only so much trouble <laughs> that's that what I like about try. it when they do joke about like when they like you, you know Terry Silver oh, said about Chris, like the PTA like, meetings with yeah. like yeah the council yeah yeah it's good uh, the, uh, James John I love how the director made all the characters important growing up to the karate kid we 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 have been on this, yeah. Uh, Mike Barnes will pop up. I like. I think that the the thing with Cry Kid is the best sequel series. It was the catalyst for great sequel series that threw back to the originals. Because before that, they were yeah. trying to do silly little like that Ghostbusters. We spoke about on the Ghostbusters, show, then the Ghostbusters females one, where I didn't throw back to the original Ghostbusters film. They got the cat, the actors in, but then it wasn't part of the universe. And Cry Kid yeah. was the best example of where they had a sequel series with new characters but still threw back and paid respect to the original stories uh, like star wars massively failed at that it's because it's a it's a continuation of the story that is like you say it's got original characters it pays homage to the ones that aren't there anymore there's little you know kind of i suppose easter eggs here and there or little bits where it's kind of like taking the lessons or whatever from the earlier films and applying it now yes. but it's not trying to retread it it's continuing and it's doing a really good job of going well we're not just looking at these characters 30 years later but we are putting a spin on it and that you know it does make you question 
was Daniel really this kind of oh, I hero? Love that, because Johnny's Hallie. got his own perspective. I love that. That's the best bit when he throws yeah. the story about, um, you know, Elizabeth Shue. What's her name? Uh, oh, Ali with an eye. Stuff. Yeah. I mean, John, Johnny, he's kind of like our, our hero, but then he's not really been a great dad and he tries, but he's got his own demons and he had a crap upbringing and stuff. So there's, it's really good writing, I think, in terms oh, of characters because yeah, yeah. no one is really one-dimensional. And great music. The music's great. Like even the story music. with, is it Tori that was bullying um, yeah, Daniel's daughter? And then, yeah, and you find out about, actually, there's a reason why she's so guarded and all this stuff. Like, no one is just, I'm a bad guy. And even, so, even well, Terry Terry, Cruz, Sil- Terry not, Silver. Terry is. Silver, sorry, not Terry Cruz. Terry, uh, Terry Silver. Bad guy. Yeah. Oh, the, the finale. The, the last scene where, you know. He really shows his true colours. Now the with, real uh, pain begins, Danny boy. So good. Star Wars, you can tell the director always pressure. Yeah, I know. It's interesting. There's so much great content here, isn't it? I mean, at least the one mm. thing is with Cry Kid, we're not going. Well, you know, you, you clearly know that, uh, you know, William Zabka uh, had a falling out with uh, Ralph Macchio uh, backstage and, uh, you know, He's not going to be yeah. in the three of the episodes because he's pissed off and then called him out on a, on a chat. It's just you just watch it for the story. And yeah, you know, sometimes we, spo- we spoil wrestling for ourselves in a way. But then also that also makes wrestling fun, some of this backstage stuff. It does it does make wrestling interesting because it's not exactly in-depth storytelling, is it wrestling as well, if you like wrestling. No, so, yeah. so the backstage stuff does make it interesting as well. That's why we do shows like this as well, to take it full circle back to wrestling, yeah, exactly. isn't it? So and Daniel chose yeah, like, Miyagi's gravesite with a Def Leppard plan, yeah, dude. So much good music in Cobra Kai. I'm excited. We're nearly opening the door for a Cobra Kai show on the network, Tez. Well, I mean, uh, I wouldn't mind that. And Francis, we have had a crossover between AEW and Cobra Kai. Chris, we was, have, uh, yeah. Chris was on an episode. Of Chris Dynamite, was with Britt Baker, and he get and, and yeah. Britt Baker and he, and he went show no mercy and he kicked Thunder Rosa's ass. I think it was, wasn't it? brilliant yeah. that was the best and uh miguel says just watch heels. i've not seen heels would be interesting to watch heels i'd like to watch that and miguel thank you for being as well if you're new here we are live every um sunday or at this time on this channel so uh please do uh hit the subscribe we also do a lot of other stuff when we do gaming we do uh Tez does a horror show we do uh lots of other wrestling things and a marvel show as well so welcome and if anyone else is new welcome here guys nice little chill out section talking about a bit of cobra kai it's good uh i enjoy cobra kai a lot and i'm, I'm excited so we've got We've got next week, more wrestling. Week after, mega wrestling. Week after, Cobra Kai. Exciting. All while, at the same time, Daredevil might turn up in She-Hulk. So, I did watch episode one of She-Hulk. Considering I'm not, I'm not, uh, hype, hype, you know, I'm not hyped on, on Marvel. I've enjoyed, yeah. uh, enjoyed the show, the, uh, the Ministry of Marvel show. But I did watch the first episode of She-Hulk. And, I mean, I, I thought, I knew it was going to be entertaining because I do like, Tatiana Marslake, she was really good in Orphan Black. She's great, yeah. Um, yeah, that was a really good show. It got a bit weird near the end, but um, but yeah, I thought it was really good. I don't know if I'm a massive fan of Mark Ruffalo's Hulk. Smart Hulk. He seems quite. He sounds like he's stoned quite a lot. I don't know if that's him. Just I think he's Mark always like that. But I, I like the explanation like how he's healed his arm, how he had the um the um inhibitor, which made him become Bruce Banner. And I like the idea. Oh, we're clearly spoiling She-Hulk. If you haven't watched it, spoilers. Right. <laughs> spoilers for She-Hulk. Spoilers for She-Hulk, guys. Spoilers. Um, but no, uh, the bit like, of course, he's got the inhibitor on. He's in that car crash, and then that's how his blood gets into the cut on She-Hulk's arm and turns her into uh, She-Hulk, which I thought was really cool. I, I like it. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, 
all you just got to think of whenever Daredevil turns up in that series, because we know he's turning up, just think of me exploding. Because mm-hmm. I will. <laughs> I don't want to make you explode in that. <laughs> no, think of it. It's going to be really exciting. <laughs> Definitely think of it. Don't watch the show. Just think of me when that happens. I will literally be so excited to see Daredevil come back. Charlie Cox. That's what, for me, I'm so excited about that. I mean, we spoke about it on Ministry of Marvel, my brother. Thank you, Gareth, for being on that with me as well. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, Robert Dinkin is going to the F4W chat on YouTube. Well, say hello to him from us, Robert Dinkins. It'd be great yes. to chat to them. But man, so much great content, Tez. Um, it's great. I love it. And I love the network. Well done for your painting video as well. It's really good. Nice one. I like oh, that I like video. Thank you very much. It was a lot of that fun. Was, that was really cool. Definitely do another one, Tez. I'm going to see you improve on the painting. <laughs> well, yeah, I've learned that I started off straight away wrong by not doing a primer or whatever. I don't even know what that is. I don't know anything about painting, um, as we found out. But yeah, I'm you looking to... You need to talk to Pete. Get Pete, uh, Geeky Pete in the Discord in. Because, of course, he made my Captain America shield and he's, he's making me a Daredevil helmet. Oh, nice. For me to go out and do vigilanteism. I can't wait. <laughs> uh, yeah, Lawrence can't be on the show tonight. He's been arrested for uh, vigilante activity. Going around exploding everywhere. <laughs> exploding everywhere. <laughs> Look at himself in the mirror and exploding. Wow, I've got the helmet. Uh, oh, my God. There we go. So that's the end of Ministry of Slam. On the... There we go. It was a good show, Tez. Thank you for everyone for being here. Appreciate everyone yep. being here. It's great that uh, you guys choose to spend your Sunday nights with us here on this channel and really, really appreciate all the the viewers, all the podcast listeners. Everyone, remember, you guys can check us out on all different platforms now where where uh, most places you can find us. It's really, really cool to to be here creating all this stuff and having a great time doing it. It's good fun, isn't it, Tez? It's been a lot of fun, yeah. Really enjoying it. Uh, before we end the show, I want to say thank you to all our MOS uh, members who uh, signed up to the MOS membership and helped support Ministry of Slam. Uh, the Gruff, Bericles Corner, Rick Moran, Merrill, Thor, uh, Head of Steel, John Larry, Dan from Chicago, The Legend of Four Chords, and Gareth. Thank you very much to all of you guys for becoming part of the MOS memberships. Really, really appreciate it. If any of you guys do want to join up with the MOS memberships, please do hit that join button that is underneath this player. And there's also going to be a form of memberships on the podcast feeds, which will help us out as well, guys. Uh, so, Tez, is it time to call it a night? I think it's about time to call it a night. Thank you very much, guys. Really appreciate all you guys here. And we will see you guys on the flip-flop. And check out these credits. If you remember, your name will be there. Good night, everybody. Good, Good night. Good night. <laughs>